Welcome to a special episode of The Mind of Mr. Crizzle, the only place where the world makes sense. Join me, your ghost, I mean host, as we embark on another journey through a mind so full of ideas, it takes a weekly podcast to let them out. <laughs> Welcome, 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 Krizlets. That's what I'm going to call you guys, Krizlets. My listeners are now known as Krizlets. Or should it be like Krizzlets? Krizzlets? No, I like Krizlets. Welcome, Krizlets. So we continue on this episode, the same theme that we've had for every episode in the month of October, and that's some spooky stuff. On this night's episode, we have a repeat offender. Raphael's going to join me again. He called and said, Mr. Crizzle, I have to share these stories that I have with you. I've had at least three paranormal experiences that have gone on in my family. And then, of course, I had to say, yes, come on the show. Let's talk about that. I'm excited. But before we get into it, I want to put out there... um, a reminder that we have a email address that you guys can email me at mindofmrcrizzle at gmail.com. This week, I'm putting out an invitation. I want to hear your scary stories. I know that all of us have had some sort of experience that we can't quite ex- explain, and I want to hear about it. So please email me at mindofmrcrizzle. Let me know your story. If you'd like, uh, if it's too much for you to type, just give me your information and I'll get you in on an interview on a show where you can briefly share your story with us. I know that the listeners would love to hear. It'd be great to hear real life experiences with you all. So you can either email me the story and I'll read it on air or you can give me your information and I'll uh, put you in an interview and we can talk about your story. I know there's some great ones out there and I want to hear them. So again, that's mindofmrcrizzle at gmail.com. Super easy to find um, on iTunes where you can leave a review on the podcast. You can also go to Google Play Music and uh, subscribe to the podcast there by searching for Mind of Mr. Krizzle. Um, And then you can also go to the Anchor app or anchor.fm online and search for Mr. Krizzle. And if you do that, they even have a little button that you can call into the show. It'll only let you talk for about a minute or so on that, but I can use those in future episodes and we can talk about your own spooky experiences and get you really excited about Halloween, which is just right around the corner. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Welcome back, man. What's up, Mr. Krizzle? How are you doing? I'm good. For those of you who may have not heard the last episode that Rafael was on, this is Rafael. Wait, hold on. This is Rafael Morales. Did I roll enough R's for you this time? Rafa. Rafa Morales. Don't you call me Ralph. You call me Ralph, then my dad will have a talking to you. Yeah, he will. So like, <laughs> I remember that. You, got the you know, I never, I never ever like would have even thought to call you Ralph. I, well, but I once you told did. me that, I, 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 I didn't. Think did. I think I don't think he did. I think he heard somebody else say it, and then I think, I think one time we went we went to eat somewhere. No, I, I think I, I remember the day perfectly. No, you we told to me the story of him telling somebody something. So once yeah. you told me that, I made it a point to call you Ralph no, around no. your dad every was, time I could. Okay, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. I did tell you that. <laughs> but one day, I don't know. I guess we got out of 
uh, scouts or something. And we went out to eat, you, myself, and my dad only. And we went to Burger King, the one by your house. And that's mm-hmm. when he explained to you the whole thing about Ralph. <laughs> How yeah, you be proud of your Mexican heritage. Oh, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. your Mexicano heritage. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I love it. It's, it's really cool. I really, I really enjoy it, but I've heard that story so I've heard him tell me that so much. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's a but good yeah. name. It's a Ninja Turtle, and that's all that matters. There you go, and I'm and I'm uh, yeah, I'm excited to be back. But I'm, thanks for having me back. And, well, I had yeah. to have you back. I mean, you call me and you say, "Hey, dude, I got like real life scary stories to tell you about." I I couldn't not have you back on. Yeah, no. <laughs> they yeah, better they better be good. Yeah, they better not just really, be like an excuse to try to sneak your way back on. No, I'm trying. I gotta sneak my way back in here because you know when you get big, I, I want to eventually be the co-host. That's the whole plan. We we'll, yeah. we'll give what's his name. Yeah, yeah. I'll be your co-host, and we could get what's his name, uh, the the one that does all the video game stuff. Uh, now I'm his, I'm losing him now. Fat Man on Batman. What's oh yeah, that's right. You're talking about Kevin. Kevin Smith. Kevin... There you go. Smith, Kevin Smith. Yeah. I almost said Kevin we'll James. Kevin all right, man. <laughs> no, no, no. But it was cool when I was when I was listening to to your last uh, episode with. Uh, with Alicia and Alyssa, I was all like, "Oh, this, these stories started coming to my head." I was like, "Oh, I got," and I was, I was going to tell you, "Man, next year when you do the Halloween thing," but then I forget. You do it every week. I'm like, "Oh my goodness, Chris is dedicated." Well, so. it's I'm kind of glad that I have you back on because, to be honest with you, what I remember a lot is um, like we used to get together as kids and just tell each other scary stories whenever we'd go on these campouts, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the stories that I think about, the ones that I told a lot, I've, I know that I told you guys on campouts. I remember your your story that you shared, uh, gurgle gurgle. Oop, remember that one? Oh man, I forgot that one. Yeah, so I'm actually gonna yeah. tell that one tonight. You can you can stay on if you want and see if I do it. Yeah. Do you remember? But, remember um, uh, do you remember uh, the one I used? Hey, dang, I completely forgot about that one. The one I used to always like to tell everybody also was the. Uh, but do you remember thump thump drag? Yep, that's the other one, yeah. Thumped Up Jack. Yeah, yeah I, I used to love that. So yeah, so we where. used to get together. We would have, because we were both in the scouting program together, we would have campouts at least on a monthly basis. And mm-hmm. um, I remember there being a storyteller come to my uh, who came to my school in, uh, in middle school at Salado. And um, he told some really good stories. And a lot of them were like local urban legends, you know, one of them being the donkey lady. Right. And that was one of my go-to scary yeah. stories. La Llorona. I would tell you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. La Llorona, so. donkey lady. Uh, man, it, well, and then even, did, did, you know, and I was going to I was gonna ask you too because I was, I was thinking about it. We're talking about the urban, you know, myths of our area. And I remember doing some research a couple of years ago about, uh, I heard a story about the the alligator man. Do you, do you Have you ever heard of that guy? I did hear of it, but I didn't pay much attention to it because I thought it was just somebody trying to make like the alligators in New York sewers a thing here. No. Um, so I didn't pay much attention to it. Yeah, so supposedly in South San Antonio, there used to be a bar with a guy that actually owned live alligators. And you know, it's been a while since I've read the story. I don't, I don't remember all the details, but eventually, what happened is when the bar shut down, it turned out that they, the alligators that were there, were being were were being fed, where I guess they were fed a, a human body or something, and they found bones inside these alligators after they died, <laughs> or they actually found bones in the pit 
where the alligators were living. Yeah, you got to do some research on it, but it was actually happened somewhere near, near Elmendorf. So it was called the Alligator Man. Yeah, he, he had a bar. I, I used to live out there in Elmendorf. Yeah, yeah, he lived right down there. It was in the little area surrounding Elmendorf, so the bar. And they would talk they, about the chupacabra a lot out around yeah, the north, but not exactly yeah, chupacabra. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, it was actually kind of new to me, but I was I was kind of excited to hear that one. I was like, oh, sweet, a new a new story. But yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah, no, great times, great great stories. Uh, I always have to give you props because you scared the crap out of me with with your uh, rendition of uh, um, donkey lady. I'll never forget that. I want to say it was like we were all twelve years old. We were all sitting uh, there in around in the tent, about five of us. You tell the donkey story. I, I This might have been after you heard the story at Salado. You know, you picked up some tips from that guy giving all those stories. And you gave us, like, one of those, those perfect performances or tellings of the donkey lady. And then after that, we were psyching ourselves out because we're like, okay, well, now it's time to walk. We're, we decided to, we, that we're going to walk through this side of Calavetus Lake. Remember? That's right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nobody wanted to go outside. Hell no, we, we, yeah, much less. Yeah, we were gonna walk over there, much less go outside. Hell no, we were we were scared. I, I, I remember that, and, and I think I left. I left. Yeah, I, I did. I freaked myself out. I I think I left my shoes outside the tent, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Dude, go outside and get my tents." And you're like, "No, I'm not gonna get your shoes. They're gone. Mm-hmm. You just lost your shoes." Yeah, yeah. No, that yeah, that rendition of the donkey lady was basically me just trying to copy that guy the best I can remember. I mean, he did yeah. a really good job on it. Yeah, um, well, you did a great job on that I told one. It, I, was, I was thinking about telling it on the podcast, but I feel like I wouldn't do it justice because well, it had been uh, so long since I've told give, it. Give it a little practice, maybe on the last week or something. There you go. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Try to remember. I just I remember it, it, it was in sections because he kind of talked about her life, what happened, why she became what she became. How she how, became you know, a donkey lady and what that meant. Exactly. Because a lot of people, when they tell that story, they pretty much, they kind of mess it all up, and they really just get to the end part, which is, you know, really cool. But I've heard it, the end, the way they shorten it was, uh, you know, they give the classic, the, you know, somebody escapes. Well, don't ruin local. it. You know, I did get I yeah. did get a little feedback of our of our villain show, and somebody said, uh-huh. look, we know yeah. some of these movies you watch are old, but try not to spoil all of them. Yeah, I'm like, these yeah, movies yeah. are like from the 80s. I mean, come on. People have to watch it by now, but <laughs> I know. don't spoil the end of Donkey yeah, Lady. That's like that. Let's just put it, it this way. There's a donkey and there's a lady. There you go. Imagination. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that's horrible. Don't do that. Stop yeah, using yeah, your imagination yeah. right now, people. I tell you, imagination is real powerful. Very powerful. <laughs> yep. Well, let's just get into it, dude. Let's hear one of your – you said you had a couple, so just get into one oh, of them yeah. right now. Like, what, what's going yeah, on? okay. All right, all right. So, you know, when you're, you're talking uh, – I remember you asking, you know, Alicia about some stories. And, and you know, these are so many things I hadn't thought about in years. But I remember when I was a kid, I don't know, probably a little older, my dad told me about a story uh, related to my grandmother and my great-aunt. And my grandmother, she passed away. Uh, but it was 15 years ago now. Uh, but, um, you know, when she was a little girl, she was a little girl back in the 20s, earlier actually. And when she was nine, the family, they lived in a small town in South Texas. And this family, you know, it was a real tight knit community. So, you know, they knew everybody, you know, in, in the area. They're, you, you know, you get real close to your neighbors. It's almost like a, a, a family. 
you know, also. Well, so they grew up with another girl. Now, they were friends with one of the girls, and then this girl had a sister, same age also. And they'd have sleepovers and do things all the time, you know, helping, I guess, helping with babysitting, things like that. Well, my mm-hmm. aunt, my tia Helen, uh, and my grandmother, they're probably nine years old at the time, 10 and 9, I believe, were their ages. And um, my their friend would always, you know, let them know that, hey, I have I have powers. I have, uh, I know magic, you know, and don't ever mess with me. You know, and, okay. you know, they kind of laugh. Yeah, they'd laugh at her. They'd kind of laugh off, whatever she would say. And she would get really pissed when they'd laugh about it. Well, um, one day they were having a sleepover. I guess my my tia and my grandmother were at the house, and they and they're watching the other two girls from the neighborhood. They were there at the house. Well, you know, she my my grandma would say it was a regular thing. Like I said, they'd kind of not tease her so much, but you know, they'd bring it up as a kind of like a little joke, like. Oh, well, don't. Yeah, I, I mean, if a, if a kid was telling me they had powers, yeah, you I know, might tease him a little bit too. You, yeah, you might come on and say, "Well, don't mess with." Yeah. You know, I can't remember the name. Uh, I, I think it's like like Lala or something. Yeah, a real funny. It was more of a nickname they used. But they'd say, mm-hmm. well, "Don't make fun. Don't say anything. Don't say anything about Lala because she'll she'll put a spell on you or cast a spell on you or do something bad to you, a curse." And uh, you know, they kind of laugh it off. Well, you know. Talking to my grandma years ago, my father, you know, my grandma was telling me that one night she's asleep with her tia, with my tia Helen, with her sister, and they slept in the same bed, and the other girls were in the other bed. Well, they wake up. My grandmother wakes up in the middle of the night because she hears a noise. Well, when she wakes up, she sees a live donkey inside her bedroom. What? Yeah, she freaks out. She's like, what the heck is this? You know, what the heck? She wakes up like... My Aunt Helen, she's telling, there's a donkey in the bedroom. Like, what the hell is there a donkey doing in the bedroom? And, you know, they think, I guess they believe that it came in from outside. They lived out in the rancho, you know, out, out in the country. They just thought maybe the donkey uh-huh. came in. Well, you know, it's like when they saw it, they assumed that, but they, they, they right away they felt something really ugly, an ugly presence. Well, while they're looking at the donkey, the donkey converts back into the little girl. Shut and, up. Yes. So she, you know, and, and they look at her, and what they do is they kind of go back down, acting like they were asleep the whole time. And, you know, the next morning, you know, they, you know, they're pretty much crying themselves to sleep. I doubt, you know, it was real quiet. I'm sure they freaked out. They almost cried themselves to sleep the next day. Well, the next day, you know, the little girl came up and told them, I told you I had powers. And, you know, and when I first heard it, I thought maybe my grandmother was making it up. I thought my father was making it up to scare me. But no, you know, and my dad always used it as, an ex- you know, as a, a way to explain that there's good powers and there's bad powers. The devil has his power, too. And if you allow that, you know, in, if you allow him to take over, you, if you invite him, you know, he'll be able to do miracles and and things just as much as a good power would be able to do. So you got the the light side and the dark side, pretty much. And, uh, you know, after hearing that, <laughs> you know, I remember after hearing that, I never wanted to touch a Ouija board ever again. I never wanted to do anything with any of the black magis, magics because my mm-hmm. grandmother and my Thea Helen, you know, they knew by sight from what they saw that black magic does exist. 
they saw a little girl convert into a donkey in their bedroom. <laughs> so, yeah. That is crazy. How would you yeah, react if you saw a donkey in your bedroom? Ah, uh, man. I mean, especially in the city. Can you imagine? Jeez. I know it. I know it, would, it wouldn't be a real donkey. <laughs> Somebody ripped off her petting zoo and stuck me now. I would, I, I'd literally crap myself, <laughs> but but yeah, you know, and 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 for the longest time, I got I got the, the story a little confused. I had to talk to my dad about it um, again recently because I wanted to make sure I had the details right. But for the longest time, I thought it was actually a thea, one of my old theas, like a, a great thea, but like a more distant. And they said mm-hmm. no, it was actually somebody that that was uh, they were real close to. You know, in, out in the in the farm. So I was like, well, that's good because I was a little afraid that we'd have some kind of bad blood in our genes pool. But no, we. Um, but yeah, you know, that that freaked me out as a kid. And I mean, I didn't hear that story probably until I was about eleven or twelve. But you know, after that, like I said, I got any respect for for not only the uh, you know the power of God, but the power of Satan also. I know it exists. So, you know, and I believe you believe the same thing, too. And, you know, that's why I really try to stay away from those things. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because I, 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 I love, like, scary stuff. And I did you ever do, like, Bloody Mary? Yes, I did that a few times. That was a big thing. In so that school. used to, like, that used to terrify me. I never wanted to be in a bathroom with the lights off because I was yeah. so afraid of, like, Bloody Mary coming through. But, yeah, like, Ouija boards and stuff. You're right. I'm. I was in the same boat. I'm like, no, nah, I'm cool. Like, you know, if we want to propose, you know, that we believe in in God and all this kind of stuff. Well, there's opposites to everything. So, of course, mm-hmm. we should also take the other side of it seriously. And, you know, I'm not trying to. You know, my sister's story. I don't know if you remember her story, but that that freaked me out too. <laughs> yeah, the, the shadow, shadow people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Get about it. Uh, I was like, I was hoping when she was saying the story, I was like, man, I really hope that ain't true. I was like, like, not that I was thinking she was lying, but uh, I was thinking that one, as I've gotten older, I've noticed that, and I, I don't know if anybody else has, has noticed this, but when the rooms get dark, I have like a like a darker spot in my vision in a dark room. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Like, I don't know. Oh, if yeah, that's glaucoma. You got glaucoma. Shut up, really? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> like, so, that's just that's well, just the thing old people get. I don't know. You say you say when you get old. I'm not that old, you that's, jerk. That's the most scary thing said on this podcast. Was you thinking for a second that you might have glaucoma? I was like, I was like, she's. I think I'm only 33. I'm not that old either. <laughs> no, you you really did scary there. I was like. Wait a minute. I mean, I've never read up on glaucoma. Yeah, those are classic that. signs. Of, <laughs> I've heard about this thing. I think it, I have it. It, it, sounds, it sounds legit. <laughs> it really did. I was like, <laughs> oh, you're scaring me here. Yeah, no. Well, you know, when I first noticed that one day, I got freaked out too because, you know, I never really paid attention to my vision at night. And I was like, you know, I was like, why am I going? Why can't I see something so dark? But I realized that that's just how my vision is at night. So. Yeah, whatever. It is what it is. But yeah, that yeah, I was kind of freaky what your sister said. I was like, man, hopefully she never experiences that again. But but yeah, and then um, the other story I had. It, it, Hold on, before you go on the other story, let's let's uh-huh. let's have a little let's have a little uh, buffer in between. Uh, I asked you to come on with some uh, of your favorite favorite scary movies. 
some things that oh, we can okay, recommend good. to the listeners to listen to before Halloween gets started. Mm-hmm, what, mm-hmm. What's one of your movies you want to recommend tonight? Okay, so um, as you know, I've always been a kind of a sci-fi geek type type guy ever since mm-hmm. I was a kid. Um, so one of the first one of the you know first ones I I could remember well not remember but one of the ones I remember made a big impression on me was a wave by the name of Fire in the Sky. You remember that movie? Oh gosh, yeah, I remember that. Robert alien. Patrick, yeah, Robert Patrick, the guy mm-hmm. that plays in Terminator Two, the T one thousand. He comes out in a movie about uh, a guy by the name of Travis Walton, I believe is his name, and uh, it's a story of of an alien abduction. But the way they put the story together was so good. You know, it starts off with these uh, six, uh, I guess, lumberjacks, what you call them. You know, they're they're, they're cutting down timbers in, out in northern Arizona. And, you know, on their way back from a, a long day's work, they see what looks to be fire in the sky. Well, Travis Walton, for some reason, could jump out of the truck to get a look of what's going on. And, you know, in the movie, they explain that a beam hits them. I remember reading, one of, I, I think I read the book a long time ago, and the book said that it was more of just uh, what they thought the ship was getting ready to take off. And the ship took off, it blew them back, you know, but um, eventually when they took off, all the guys freaked out in the truck. Those five of the, I think it was a crew of six, five other guys took off, came back, and uh, he was gone, you know. And, the, that, you know, the, the movie, probably a good two-thirds of the movie is all on the investigation where the police didn't believe the original Lumberjack crew, his whole all his co-workers mm-hmm. because they, they just assumed that he, they killed him and they're just coming up with this elaborate story to get out of the a murder you know a, a murder sentence and at the end he just shows up probably like a week later in some you know abandoned gas station a few miles away from where he was originally taken you know a little town so but the you know that's kind of how the first two-thirds of the story goes but what freaks everybody out is when they're trying to find out what happened to him, it goes to this whole sequence where he wakes up, you know, in a ship, you know, that's, you know, he's almost like in a cocoon covered with goo. I don't know if you remember this at all, but do you, do you remember it at all? I do. Was, yeah. And, and, and he wakes up. I, I remember starts, it. And I, go ahead. Go ahead. What was that? I was oh, going to no, say no. one of my, <laughs> okay, go, go. No, no, no. No, no you. No, you go no, ahead. I was you a little bit more of what happens, but the crazy thing is he actually starts exploring the, you know, the the, the ship that he's in, and um, you know, it's it's you know, it's real strange, real you know, real crazy what he's seeing, and eventually he sees what look what what looks as you know the traditional alien, and when he t- gets a better look at what it is, he he actually thought that was an alien. What turns out the suit, it's that. You know, traditional alien that we look at, you know, in all the movies. Uh, what is it called? The, the gray man? Yeah, the like gray. That? The grays. Yeah. The grays. And, and, uh, and, and, oh man, don't get me started on the grays because, yeah, I got, I, I got my own little theories that I've kind of put together with different Well, before you tell the whole movie, which is what exactly I told you not to do, tell the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Before you tell that, I just want to, I just want to point out that, you know, we talked about how we first, like, when we first met each other, we got in a fight in the middle of Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the the first time that I actually started to see you as 
interesting or possible friend material was we were on a camp out and you started going on all these conspiracies about the men in black. And this was before Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith, you know, came out the men in black movie. Oh yeah. But you yeah. were just talking about how there are these men in these, you know, black suits who, you know, were trying to cover up extraterrestrial stuff and hearing yep. you talk about that at one of the camp outs, I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Like I, I yeah. like where this is going. And I remember yeah, you always like had uh, very strong, like, pull towards that type of alien uh, extraterrestrial right. stuff. Oh, no, I, and I, when I, that I, movie I, came out, I remember you were, like, going on and on about it, about it being real, it happened to this guy, and it was terrifying, and I saw it, and I remember the first half being kind of boring to me, but then once it was in the ship and stuff, I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. this is terrifying. Yeah, and you're right. You know, obviously, I'm not going to say the, so the whole thing. I probably would have gone and said a good chunk of it, but I guess the only thing I wanted to get to is when these aliens are pulling around, you could see remnants of other human belongings in the ship. And to me, that's what freaked me the hell out. You know, you know, the fact that, yeah, they got him there, but you can see shoes and watches and they're in glasses, you know, in the ship, you know, and you know, that, you know, sequences and how, how they made that movie, what they did to this guy, you know, it'll freak anybody out, no matter what age you are. And, you know, I probably saw it when I was 11 or 12, but yeah, no, the, the Men in Black, all that stuff. I was, I, I'd read books on that all the time as a kid, and yeah. It, uh, well, look, we're 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 in a spooky month where we talk about spooky stuff. Why don't you go ahead and drop a little bit of uh, of the Grays conspiracy on me? Oh, okay. Tell me well, what you think about the Grays. So, so when I when I was Raphael's kid, views do not reflect the views of Mind of Mr. Crizzle podcast. They are the views of his own, and the commentary is his own. Go ahead. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, well, uh, when I was a kid, I used to read about. I used to read all these books as a kid, and yeah, a lot of it was on Men in Black and how they covered things up. And uh, eventually, when when I I can't remember what I've read, but there was um, one thing I read one time. It might have been a podcast, probably more, yeah, a while back. But they're talking about there's different races of aliens, but the Greys are the ones that you have to you know be more fearful of because the Greys are the ones that, you know, they're a little more hostile. And the the whole thing about the Greys, those, those are the ones that are gonna, that, that tend to abduct people. Now, I guess back in the 50s, they said they, they started abducting people, taking them into spaceships and, you know, extracting, you know, or messing, you know, screwing around with a reproductive, human, re, a human reproductive system, you know, extracting sperm out of the men, you know, probably extracting eggs out of the women. And um, one day I came across... This well, the, the first time I ever heard the term anal probe was from Fire in the Sky. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's all I knew. Aliens wanted to stick things up our butts, and I was just yeah. like, "Why? Why do they want well, to stick things up our butts?" But, well, I don't, I don't get the whole butt thing, but I mean, maybe it's easier ass, uh, ass, <laughs> easier access. Wow! Uh, please keep it cheap rated. <laughs> Um, I want everybody to be able to listen to this. You know, I, I, I let you say, say hell every now and then. And place, I, I, meant but... to, I meant to say access. <laughs> right. But, we're, but you're, talk, you're right now, you're currently talking about Freudian butt slip. Throat. Yeah, it exactly. That's out. it. I mean, easier access maybe to the testes, I guess. I don't know. To extract okay. sperm, I don't know. But uh, but uh, the, the the theory that, that I, you know, I've heard and I tend to believe more is that you know, aliens are a lot more advanced than we are. You know, there are these the greys are a lot more advanced than we are. You know, I tend to hope that they're not coming trying to take our resources, but we do know how, you know, scarce 
those other planets that are just like ours with everything in its perfect spot to be able to create life, water. You know, we're, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about it, our world's, you know, the exact perfect spot where it's not too hot, not too cold, has all the... What they right call it, like the Goldilocks zone? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm hoping that they have the technology to find more worlds like ours. But they say that, you know, their goal could probably be to take all our resources, things like that. Well, so you, you think about so you think, go ahead. No, well, when you think about how advanced they are, you know, we tend to watch movies. Hollywood likes to depict that these guys are gonna come and blow us all away, which I'm pretty sure they could do because they have a lot more. You know, they're a lot more advanced technology. You know, with technology and all. But I would think that they might take a different approach, which is a lot. What logically makes a lot more sense, you know, and that would be to extract sperm, extract eggs, combine you know, these components, and then build hybrids of themselves. And these hybrids train them, you know, put them back into our society and have them move up into, you know, the power, you know, into power positions and eventually, little by little, control the, way, control the world by moving up, you know, in these, in these positions of power and, you know, amongst each and every one of us. You know, and eventually, mm-hmm. you know, all these hybrids are controlling the world. You know, and I remember reading some book where people were actually taken, they were uh, abducted, and they'd be talking to somebody that looks, you know, like a grown man in his 30s. And they're te- they're asking the people that have been abducted to teach the man what a spoon is, what a fork is, um, oh what's the... Why? Why are we? Why, why do? Why do we watch movies? Um, what? Why? Why is fashion so important? You know, real basic things like questions about, and they're and and they're saying that right now what they're doing is all the um, all the anal probing, I guess, or extraction of, you know, all the all the play around with our sexual organs that that phase might be done already, and now what they're doing now is thank heaven. I just. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know what I was gonna do if they kept on yeah. with that. Yes, and now what they're doing is they're, they're they're abducting to to educate the hybrids. So you know, I don't. The truth is, I I really hope that ain't the case. <laughs> but to me, that makes a lot more sense than anything else I've heard. So okay, but, um, so do you believe that aliens have that we have made contact with aliens? Oh yeah, yeah, I believe so. I believe that. I believe that. What about you? Do you believe that? Uh, I, I, you know, yes, I don't want to really want to say it on a podcast where everybody can hear and judge me, but I think I do. Like, it just seems like, Look at these yeah, two that's happened. This podcast. I, that's I happened. So. But, but the truth is, you know, I, I mean, believe these things. I don't believe, so you, I, so I, I don't want to say the whole gray thing. I, I really hope that this whole theory isn't true. I'm saying that this to me is probably the, I could see the best way that it could, you know, that they could be doing it. This could be the more, you know, rational way to explain the whole abductions and stuff. The only thing is, you know, my personal beliefs is I don't think, yeah, they could be doing things like this or we could be being abducted, but I think there's a greater power that exists that would keep that from ever happening, you know, and I, you know, that's pretty much where I, where I'll stay on that. But, but yeah, uh-huh. now what were you going to say? This is, this is kind of not to get too, off track here, but screw it. It's called Mind of Mr. Crizzle. These are the things that go on in my mind. 
I think of it more instead of aliens flying from outer space and being here, I tend to subscribe more to the theory of infinite worlds, like in different dimensions, and all these Mm -hmm. dimensions overlap with each other. And maybe there's, there's certain, you know, spots in the veil where things can cross over a little bit you know, weirder. And if it's infinite worlds, then that, that can mean that we've um, evolved a little differently or something like that. Or it could be straight-up aliens from space. So I feel like there's some kind of maybe extraterrestrial thing that has happened before, but I don't I don't know if I uh, subscribe to the theories of, you know, a vast conspiracy where they're taking over the government and stuff like that. It's definitely right. fun to think things like that, but I don't, I don't know if I'd go that far. I just think we have made some kind of contact with uh, an extraterrestrial being, um, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, or, or they've made contact who, with us. We can't, we can't be so self-centered that we think that we're the only thing that is in this galaxy, being as exactly. vast and infinite as it is. You know. Oh yeah, and, but, and I'm on yeah. board with you on that too. And that's why I say I don't think any, I don't think any Independence Day stuff is going to happen. I, like I said, I don't think that anything like that would be allowed to happen. You know, I, like I said, I think there's higher, you know, a higher. You know, but how are we supposed to punch an alien right in the face like Will Smith does in Independence Day if that doesn't happen? Welcome to Earth. Happen. <laughs> no, 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 no. He goes, no, no, no. Is that what he said? Uh, Welcome to Earth. I think he says a bad word, so I'm like, so I'm like, clean uh, it up a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I don't think it'll be well, like, Welcome to Earth, a hole, and then he punches him yeah. in the face. No, and no, that, yeah, he says that, but he goes, he puts a cigar in his mouth. And he goes, that's what I call a close encounter. You remember? Yep. He does say yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's he put it in a... It's, it's for the look. He doesn't yeah. light it. All right? No, he... Yeah, he, he, he made that it. clear. Yeah. Stick a cigar yeah. like a Cuba Cuba. It's for the look. I just bite it. I don't light it. Yeah, actually, I, I don't think they... I guess they don't light the cigars until the end, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Until after they blow them out of the sky. He's conscience. He's not going to smoke a cigar. He's right. not gonna swear in his raps, and he's not gonna smoke cigars. But he's he will pilot, get you with they, it. He's a he's a United States naval pilot. You know they got some real strenuous. That you know, always confused me. Like I would watch Top Gun, and these guys flying these airplanes were in the Navy, and I was like, yeah. wait, I thought Air Force was airplanes. Why are they Navy? That honestly, I spent way too much time thinking about that as a kid. <laughs> Well, I think I think the whole naval that thing the is the best airline pilots were naval, were naval, were naval and they weren't air, air force. I was like, wait, huh? Gonna, I mean, these are guys that are stationed on boats, on big aircraft carriers. So maybe because the fact that they're on a boat, they have to be navy. You know, air force. They're the ones well, that come yeah, off the bases. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, don't know, I used dude, to confuse it just, me too. It, I'm like, I don't understand this. What are you doing? Was that Jerry? Bro- was that like one of Jerry Bruckheimer's films? Oh, what was Jerry that? Bru- is it Bruckheimer? Bruckheimer, Jerry Bruckheimer, the producer that does like um, he did like all these big budget like Bad Boys and mm-hmm. um, Pirates of the Caribbean. I think that was one of his films, Top Gun. Maybe, maybe. I, all I know is they're making a part. Speaking two of films, excited for it. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of films, you're talking about yeah. aliens, and the first mm-hmm. thing that pops in on my head is. A movie that really did terrify me, Alicia, and that was The Fourth Kind. I know you had yeah. to have seen The Fourth Kind. Oh, yeah, it was great. Did you see that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. That Alfred. No, you were, suppo- you were supposed to be... 
you were supposed to be recommending movies. Oh, you did. Fire in the Sky. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm yeah. recommending the fourth, the fourth kind. And yeah. it, it's it's a sci-fi alien thing. It looks very believable, like it could happen. And it's just straight up uh, freaky and terrifying. And, yeah. you know, you, you go away and watch, you, you walk away thinking like, oh, my gosh, aliens are real. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, 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 remember, it's, it's just because it's all interviews, and they're showing the interviews and how these people reacted, you know, when they when they would go and do that. I forgot what they call it, but they 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 sit, they sit down with a, with a psychiatrist. And they, like hypnotherapy? They call, yeah, they kind of hypnotize them, mm-hmm. and they recall everything that, that happened that they can't remember, remember on their own, but through the hypnotization, they actually recall everything that does happen. Yeah, it's pretty. I remember freaky. Lisa was like, "Is this real?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, this is real. This really happened." Yeah, <laughs> man, no, it wasn't. But it looked the way they filmed it and everything. It looked like one of those real footage things, and and I mm-hmm. and I like to you know freak her out a little bit. So I'm like, "Yeah, this happened. This was on the news yeah. and everything." <laughs> well, well, I don't know if you remember, but in the movie they actually put it to they show a screen of the actor, and then they actually put the another screen with the you know actual footage, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it yeah. was right. At the, it was at the end of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So they so they're showing them kind of side to side what the actual person did and what the actor did, and you know I did all my research, and at the end I found out it was all fake. I was hoping it wasn't, but but it's probably better that it was all fake because I don't think I want. Paint I me a like picture. You, you said it. You said a couple times that you're doing your research. Is mm-hmm. this like you like sitting down with the with the candlelight? You have your Glasses on, and you're furiously thumbing oh, through no, textbooks. Well, okay, like so, what did so, you do in your research? So, okay, when I was a kid, yes, when I was a kid, I was such a nerd. I'd actually get books at the library, and I'd read all these dang books like a dork, made in black. Yeah, my mom would tell me. She, my mom would get mad, and she's like, "Yeah, enough with that cagada." She'd get all mad, and she'd tell me, "Yeah, leave all that crap alone." So, a uh, kid, yes, but nowadays with the uh, Nowadays with the internet, and, you're just like you know, Google? it's just IMBD, 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 yeah. Google, you yeah. know, or That's right. mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I, I Remember when the Blair Witch Project came out and it was kind of like, when the Blair Witch Project came out and it was kind of like, wait, is this real or is this fake? Because mm-hmm. you didn't know any of the actors, um, you didn't know, like, you didn't know if it was real or not because they certainly right. made it look like in the in the uh, commercials. When I knew that it wasn't real was when I saw them on TRL. And I was like, "Oh, this is fake. These people are on TRL." <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, which yeah, for yeah. a certain generation, you guys may not know. On MTV, there was a show called TRL or Total Request Live. It was hosted by Carson Daly, and uh, they would have, you know, pop stars and singers and famous yeah. people at the time come on. It was right after you got out of school, and it it was yeah, the cool thing. I heard they're, they're actually they're rebooting that. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're all about something. You know, but I don't know if yeah. they I guess they're going to have to put it back on MTV, but I don't know. I've got to give up on ten, MTV years ago because, you know, I, my thing was watching video, uh, music videos as a kid. My dad uh, specifically got VH1 and MTV back in the 90s. It's or funny early because 90s. I wasn't really allowed to watch MTV as a kid, but I was allowed yeah. to watch VH1. So I yeah. got a lot of, like, VH1 in my soul. It'd be like Seal singing 
yeah. you know, Kiss from the Rose on the Grave and uh, Lisa yeah, Love yeah. and it was a little maybe a Madonna video here and there. It, it, was a, <laughs> it was a little soft that as contemporary, but, um, you know, MTV was nowhere as crazy as it was, you you know, back then. I mean, as it is now, like, like it was just, it was a lot. Yeah, now when it's just... first started, it was a lot of music videos. Even all the way to probably went to the mid-90s, it was just a lot of music videos. They started doing the real world, I think it was like in 95 when they started putting those stupid shows on. Uh, but, um, but yeah, um, I think, and then they had, was, they had Beavis and Butthead. I think it was MTV. Wasn't it MTV? Or is that a different Yep, that was MTV. Yeah, I never so, watched that, but it was MTV. Yeah, I would watch Beavis and Butthead on MTV, and that's when my mom would get, okay, turn it off. I don't want to watch this junk, you know, so, um, but yeah, yeah. That's, so I tried that's watching the clip recently, and it was just, maybe, it, maybe it's because I'm too old to appreciate it now, but man, they were so annoying. I like People like love this. Why do they? Love, and I remember the kids at school would be doing a laugh. <laughs> I'm Cornholio. I'm just like this is so yeah, exactly. Like, you guys are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Cornholio. I need to be funny. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. I'm having flashbacks of being in middle school and getting picked on again. Well, well, well that's exactly why we watched it because we were in middle school at the time, so everybody watched. I didn't watch it. Stupid! It was so stupid. And then they put like they put rock videos, like contemporary rock music mm-hmm. videos, in between the segments of Beavis and Butthead. And then they finally did that Beavis and Butthead Do America, where you could actually have the whole movie of Beavis and Butthead. But but yeah, no, that mm-hmm. was a. But yeah, I don't know why we got onto music videos, but <laughs> our music. But uh, I um, think if we backtrack it, it was. Uh, MTV, we started talking about MTV because of TRL, which is where the actors of Blair Witch Project were on, go. There you go. which goes back to the found footage movies. Boom. I got us back on track. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. Did you want to hear another, another one of the movies? or? Yes, I think project? we're ready for another one. Hit, okay. me. Hit me with it. Yeah, but, so the, the second movie, and I think you, you mentioned this before, was Paranormal Activity. And now, you know, the one that came out, I think I say it was it 09? Yeah, 20, or, or mm-hmm. 2009 or 2010. So that movie... I'm just going to really, say yes to whatever date you said, but I do know yeah. Paranormal Activity. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I have a thing about dates. I don't know why I'm, I'm so... Think, you I, do. I you, every, every time you talk about something, you're like, this is the year it happened in. And I, I always know. thought you would just make up stuff. Like, I'm like, he's just saying a year because he knows no one's going to check him. But I did check you a couple times, and you were correct. So I think yeah, you're some yeah. kind of like I, idiot savant with dates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I am. That was like one of the, one of the subjects I was really good at is history because for some reason I could relate dates to something I always... To never relate to something well, Paranormal Activity was released in 2007. Seven? Okay. So, yeah. So, I was off a little bit but on that one. But Paranormal was, Activity 2 was 2010. So, let's yeah, pretend like okay. you were talking about Paranormal Activity 2. Well, well I, I, want, I want to say for sure it was the original because the original is the one where they would, they would be sleeping in that bed. I mean, they're always sleeping in the bed. But I guess what freaked my wife and I, my wife and I were, were, were just barely married and we finally saw that movie. And... What used to freak us out the most was that's how exactly how our bedroom was set up at the time, and that we'd always sleep with the door open. And you know, uh, I think you were saying that Alicia, you know, always had to have her feet covered <laughs> because mm-hmm. if not, she feels like something's gonna grab her. Well, 
you know, um, I don't think there's – well, yeah, they, they get grabbed in that movie too. But uh, after that, man, that movie freaked us out so much that we would close the door, lock the door. I'd have my pistol loaded. <laughs> I don't know how the hell the pistol is going to help me <laughs> with a paranormal entity. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> just, it that, was that, a magic pistol. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, but, but that – you know they were so it was so revolutionary that that you know the style of uh, of uh, of you know filming of that movie because yeah like you, you mentioned the Blair Witch Project brought the cameras the handheld cameras it brought it into play but to bring a movie that's actually having like you know the uh, security camera footage you know that was so revolutionary mm-hmm. at the time and yep. you know that's... revolutionary and it was something so simple. Yeah, it's cheap. I think they made it for fifty thousand dollars. Something ridiculous. Oh yeah, so absolutely. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that one freaked us me the hell out, and uh, you know that whole you know I don't want to talk about the details in a way, but the the, the scene where they're in the attic, and you know it kind of goes back to their childhood. That you know that just dropped our jaws to the floor. <laughs> so you know, really really spectacular filmmaking. Did, did you happened. did you keep up with the entire series? Uh, yes, I well, not I all got, kind of ties together. Yeah, I got to the one where the video game. I think that was the third one where you could see the uh, like the Xbox uh, that little thing that reads, you know, movement. You know what I'm talking about? I think that was the third one. Yeah, it, yeah, it's the um, I, I think it is the third one, and it's the um, Xbox Connect. You saw the, like the green dots and stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Before before we go on more, I had asked you to have a fast ask or ask fast question. Did you get one of those? Okay. So. Oh no, I didn't ask you to do that. Actually, oh, yes, I have yes, one yes. for you. So why oh, don't yes, yes, so why yes, don't yes, you yes. go ahead and uh, and say, uh, Chris, hit the jingle. Say that. All right. I'm gonna do it right because I know nobody else did it right already yet. So I'm gonna say, okay, yeah. Chris, hit put the some, jingle. Put your own spin on it. Oh, no, All I right, talked Chris. over that. Do it again. <laughs> okay, Chris. <laughs> Play that jingle, baby. Ask fast or fast ask. Either way, say it's going to be a blast. So the, the ask fast or fast ask question is a variation of a question that uh, my mom sent in to the email address, mindofmrchrizzle at gmail.com. I love my mom emailing me there, but I would really like some other listeners to email me there too. So feel free to do so. But she had asked, um, what what's better, the movie or the book? Just basically for any movie that's been uh, adapted from a book. But for this month, we're asking, what scares you more, the movie or the book? So Raphael, what scares you more, movie or the book? Well, I've seen a lot more horror movies than I have read horror books. Uh, but, um, and, and when I think about some of the horror books I've read, a lot of them were when I was younger. They're a little cheesier. Uh, I don't know if you remember those, uh, those Boy Scout horror books that were not scary whatsoever. But uh, I... I don't. I don't remember those. Yeah, they had these little cheesy Boy Scout horror books. They had like 30 different stories in them. Uh, you know, I think one was like... Um, Boy Scout yeah, horror, for some, for some reason, all I'm thinking of is Father Rooney, but, uh... <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get to Father Rooney. <laughs> That's more like Boy okay. Scout comedy there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so go ahead. Yeah, so... No, but uh, I, I would have to say... Now, 
going by the question, I, I always choose a book over the movie. Um, but in this genre, you know, I that's actually go... not very common. Oh, you're talking yeah, about, okay. okay. So you're talking about for like movies in general, but in general. Yeah. Uh, okay. you know, cause you know, especially in the big series, you know, uh, you know, the hunger games or the Harry Potter books or, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, you know, these, these huge franchises, you know, I, I have a, I have a real vivid imagination. You know, I, I tend to go places with my imagination that, you know, no movie maker will ever go. Um, you know, and so uh, I, I want to say one book that really did freak me out when I was a kid that I read was It. And that's a, I think I made that clown uglier than what the clown was in, in the first and second movie. But, you know, if I really had to be honestly truthful in that question, it had to be in the horror genre, it had to be movies is what I prefer or what scares me more than, than the actual book. Now, if I probably read more books, I might be the other way, but uh, horror books, but being most of my book reading uh, is in sci-fi and <laughs> other genres, I'd have to say movies for sure. Is there, a, is there a particular, well, I guess you kind of talked about it already. What did you think of the movie? It, did, did you see it when we talked about our villains? You did, right? You had already uh, seen it? Yeah, yeah, I think I did. I did. It was okay. great. Um I th- I think they did a, you know, they did a great job. You know, it, it I'm honestly the guy pull a lot of things out. I I haven't read the book it and probably read that book I don't know, maybe twenty eighteen years ago. It's been a little while back since I read the book, so I don't remember all the details. But um I do re- <laughs> I I do remember a few scenes that were not put into that book because I remember those scenes traumatized me as a twelve or thirteen fourteen year old, <laughs> and I think you know what I'm talking about, where the kids, where the young men mm-hmm. all become men, you know. But uh, yeah, but um, I was like, this no, makes was... no sense. Why is this part of the yeah? What's happening here? Yeah, I, I don't know if King did that to someone. Let's not get side- Let's not get sidetracked on that again because we did talk about that in our villains episode. If you guys yeah. want to hear that, I believe it's episode three, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, which yeah, was done in 2017 because, uh, you know, because you like to, to talk Cause, about dates. Because I will throw a year out there, yeah. If you want to throw the month out there, I guess. <laughs> no, don't do that. Uh, yeah. So that was that was the Fast Ask, Ask Fast section mm-hmm. where we answered these fast questions. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and let's try this again. Tell me, Tell me to hit that closing bumper. Hit that closet bumper. Ask fast to fast ask. Either way, say it's gonna be a blast. Okay, so uh, what what are some? Do you want to go ahead and, and share another uh, story with us, or do you want to share a movie with us? Uh, you doing their story? Uh, let's see. Let's do a story. I want to I want to hear some more of these stories. Because I was going by your your question, so you said you talk about. Uh, Halloween traditions. So, I guess what I kind of put there, I kind of did in the blank. I was like, I kind of put, you know, my childhood. That's how I put the, the monster vision. You know well, how you we sound. Uh, you sound a little muffled. Make we, sure you're you're on the mic, right? What, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. And uh, so I put that, and then I okay. So then let's here. let's talk about that. Okay, Raphael, what were some Halloween traditions you had? Okay. okay, we're going now? <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. This is it. We are in the moment right now. No, really? Halloween traditions. <laughs> so, it's happening. It's 2017, and it's happening. 
Okay, all right, 2002. Well, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I thought you were calling me back. <laughs> okay, well, um, so what I was um, – I don't have a bumper for that. You know what, let's, let's make a bumper right now. Um, okay. Let's see, Halloween traditions. Uh, it's your tradition and it's Halloween. Here's a Halloween tradition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was pretty much going to talk about, like, how I got into horror and, I guess, the traditions we had – or we didn't have as kids because my dad hated Halloween <laughs> – <laughs> Why'd your dad hate Halloween? Because of because of the witch? Because he's old and grumpy and you know <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll explain a little bit more. And yeah, I got you sound like you're out of breath. I'm like, yeah, I went I walked to the restroom and I started pacing like an idiot. I was like, dang it, that's the first thing you told me to do is not pace. <laughs> it's hard. It really is hard. Like I listen back sometimes and I you know, anybody who watches me like work on the phone, like I have to walk around. So yeah, well, that's doing, exactly what I do. Doing these episodes, like when I'm on a phone interview, like I have to walk around and I gotta stop. Yeah. So I apologize to the listeners, but you know what? It's free. Get over it. The podcast is free. You know, it's not the highest quality. I'm trying over here. Give me a little break. All right. There so now I have to do the jingle again because we need to talk about Halloween traditions. So. Uh, it's a tradition, and it's Halloween. Halloween traditions, yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, you're asking about the Halloween tradition, what we used to do at home, and uh, you know, like I was saying, my my father was, uh, you know, he was an older guy. He didn't have much respect for Halloween. He hated the. He was the he Scrooge of how, or the the Grinch of Halloween. Yeah, because I, I was always excited to, to decorate the house. Our house looked like a damn haunted house because we never painted it. I don't know if you remember that, but the damn house always was in construction mode. It always either paint was falling <laughs> you off. You have a lot of like pent up anger about this house. Like, you're like the oh damn my house gosh. was a like, Yeah, don't get me started. So you know, it was always a perfect opportunity to make it look like a haunted house because paint was always chipped on it at the time, you know, or I could I would always decorate it. But, you know, um my dad had this attitude that Halloween was stupid. He don't want he didn't want to celebrate the occult. Um, you know, especially back in the in the early nineties, it was all about, you know, putting there there was that scare about putting uh, uh needles in the candy. I don't know if you remember that, but I remember Are you I specifically yeah, you don't remember that? Of course I remember that. No, oh, okay. of course oh, I remember okay. that. People, like, people are going to take the time to put razor blades in your candy. Exactly, you razor know, they, blades. They have, like, ridiculous memes that you can see nowadays online of, like, uh, you know, people putting, like, hammers inside of candy and stuff like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> they make it real ridiculous. Okay, so you don't take candy from strangers. All right. Yeah, exactly. You know, I specifically remember as a kid, five, six years old, my parents would lay all the candy out on the table, and my mom and dad would be checking every single piece of candy before they would let us have it. You know, you know, at that time, it was all over the news. And I think later on, when I finally read read up on it, it was like maybe two or three cases somewhere in California. I guess where Alicia used to live in Inglewood or something. You know, it was but, Alicia's family handing out that candy. It probably was. <laughs> they were, like, I could they were putting little razor blades in there, right, baby? I know you're listening to this. Why did your family do that, huh? Is that why you had to move and come to Texas? Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. they were after you. They didn't want to see all the joy in all the little kids' faces. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, no. Uh, but when it came down to horror movies, I probably some of the first horror movies I ever saw. Uh, and uh, I think I explained this to you before, but it was on on Monster Vision. And what it was is TNT used to have this uh, every Saturday night. They would put on all night long, all through the night, where they had put on horror movies. 
And they originally started, I think it started, you know, in, in the in the early 90s, it would be uh, it was old school horror movies. So it would be like The Thing, uh, The Stuff, uh, The Fly, you know, these classic horror films, The, the Wolfman. Uh, things like that. So that's what I, I like I, the I like the way they named movies back then. They were just like, you know, what is the main villain? Okay, we're gonna call it the that. And then when they couldn't even think of a name for the villain, they're just like the thing, duh. Right, right. It's, and it's, and, and it, I'm sorry to sidetrack us. I just have to say no, no, no. Go for it. Go for it. Um, your show. My your mom show pointed man. out. <laughs> this is my mind. Okay. This, this, this is your mind. Crystal's mind. This ain't Rafa's <laughs> mind. You go. You, you take you're just the way a you guest. Want to take all right. Exactly. You ain't a co-host yet. All right. If you guys <laughs> want to see Raphael as a co-host, uh, please send your money to Mind of Mr. Crizzle at Gmail dot com. Uh, I will take PayPal donations and uh, nothing under ten dollars. He can he can buy his way onto the show and be a permanent co-host, and you will always be a co-host. You will never be the host host. No, no, no. no but, but my mom did point out. <laughs> my mom did point out a movie called The Tingler. Do you know about The Tingler? No, I've never heard about. The okay, Tingler. so uh, <laughs> that sounds pretty pretty gross. <laughs> like something my mom would suggest, right? No, yeah. The Tingler. Is I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna um I'm gonna look up the the year because I know how you are with the oh. years. Okay, so the year is 1959. Okay, mm-hmm. and it has Vincent Price in it. And the concept behind oh, the Tingler yeah. was basically that there was this uh, monster that was uh, it's like a parasite. That's what it was. There was a parasite that um will take control over its host, which we would be the host. And it would um, give you, like, this tingling sensation, and it basically fed off your fear. And so the only way that you could relieve that fear, release that fear, would be by screaming out loud. So before before you went to the movie, like, they would have, like, an um, advisory, and it would be, I think it was Vincent Price that might have said it, but he was like, I encourage you guys to scream during the movie, otherwise, you know, the tingler is going to, you know, take control over you, and you all die and everything. Well, what, really? what, um, yeah, the theaters that it premiered in, they put these buzzer things underneath some of the seats. Oh, so I there were certain scenes, there were certain scenes in the movie where the tinglers were taking over, and then all of a sudden, people's seats would be vibrating. And back in you know 1959, obviously it's not like yeah, yeah, you yeah. Would, where you had the D box and stuff, and people would be screaming their heads off. And it wouldn't be everybody in the audience. It would be like certain certain chairs. So then, of course, everybody else is freaking out. Like, why is a person screaming like that? And it was just like. Uh, I, I just thought it was really neat, and when she reminded me of yeah. it, I was like, "Oh yeah, the tingler." So wow. shout yeah, out no, to I, mom. After you said that, yeah, that, that actually, you know, that I, I heard about that uh, a long time ago, uh, and it's like it's like the pioneers of 4D movies. Did you hear about it in 1959? No, no, no. I heard it somewhere else. But Wasn't somebody, that long I, ago? I, somebody, somebody told me about it, but but uh, but yeah, no. Um, I just remember hearing about it, thinking that you know those are the pioneers for 4D movies because nowadays you go to you know you go to Disney World or you go to see special theaters. And, yeah, D, is that what they call them now? D box where they spray water in your face and everything. But yeah, that, oh no, that's that's I, 4D. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't know uh, I didn't know it was that long ago. I was thinking it was back in the 70s. But yeah, if we're going back to the 50s, that guy oh, talking about Vincent there. Price was bringing it. I think he yeah. went over there right after he did Michael Jackson's Thriller. The, 
And That's he right. uh, filmed that movie, right? That's accurate. 59? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, then shut up. <laughs> Thriller was an 83 fool. <laughs> okay. okay, let's go back to your Halloween tradition that completely sidetracked you with uh, Monster, no. Monster Vision. Yeah, yeah. So, so Monster Vision gave me a, a, a you know, a real, a, you know, a, a whole new, it kind of introduced me to the horror genre. And it was something, you know, and like I was, you know, mentioning before that, it was safe for me to watch. I mean, my mom didn't. My mom hated horror movies. My father hated horror movies, but it was something that you know, the Saturday night that let me stay up and watch them in the front room. And uh, most of the time, they saw the content of them, and it was you know the silly horror movies of the fifties. And it, you know, it's pretty cool because yeah, as, uh, as the years would go on, they'd go more and more. They'd get more advanced to the films, and they'd show more contemporary horror films. They get into the Friday the Thirteenth. Nightmare on Elm Street, things like that. But, you know, the whole reason why my mom would let me watch them is because they were all fully edited, which was good in one way because I was able to watch them, but it was bad because when you start getting to the slasher films, you know, you would get no, none of the blood, you would get none of the it's violence. Like watching a blank disc. Yeah, so, you know, that's probably what killed It's like It's like know, what show. I used to say about M&M CDs being sold at Walmart. I'm like, you're just buying a blank disc. Yeah, oh, yeah, pretty much, so. yeah. Hor- <laughs> hor- horrible idea but yeah you know so but i'd say one of the, the first uh you know horror movies outside of those you know those those you know sappy kind of goofy uh 50s ones was halloween and that and you know that'd be also be one of my favorites also but halloween was um was uh, probably one of my favorite horror films because of the way they shout out to film. uh jamie lee curtis she's a long uh, listener of the podcast there you long go hi jamie yep. hi jamie hey jamie oh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but uh, the way they shot that movie, and and you know, just you know, just the the the, the camera with this dude in a mask just staring, you know, up, uh, you know, across the street, you know, things like that. The opening scene where the kids walking up the stairs, and all you see is uh, the eyes, and he kills his sister. You know, that really freaked me the hell out. And I I think I saw that when I was twelve at a friend's house, and he actually had the the full version, so we saw you know, the unedited Halloween. And that movie, you know, it, it probably didn't, I didn't want to say it scared me where I couldn't sleep, but it really left an impression on me, and it actually got me started to wanting to explore the genre of horror and, and starting to watch more horror movies. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I really I really enjoy, you know, how, you know, horror has evolved, and it was cool because I was able to see that through Monster Vision because when they started off, it was those funny horror movies, and they came all the way up to, you know, probably, you know, the most, um, you know, the, the newest Friday the 13th or um, Nightmare on Elm Street. But the, the cool thing about horror, what I like a lot about it is like, you know, it, it's kind of horror's kind of, you know, evolved with the times, you know. And, um, you know, in the 50s, you had these monster movies, you know, real innocent. You know, these are real clean times in America. Then you move down to the 60s. Or, or you start like getting in the, the 50s, war. real clean time where there, where racism was rampant and so was sexism. But yeah, great times. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah well, guess great times for the white folk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, you, your people would not have fared well. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I guess we would have been a little better off than than uh, the the darker brothers. <laughs> Whoa, but, this uh, this is getting dark. Abort, abort. <laughs> But um, but um, you know, um, but yeah, it's cool how you see how the the movies well, evolved. In the '60s, you get the the Vietnam War. It's a that was a war that was seen on television, 
And, you know, you know, that was the first time anybody seen anything like that on TV. And it really matured America, you know, and if you kind of pay attention to the movies in the sixties, you start seeing how the movies got bloodier and, you know, the, 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 the content of the movies got serious, ugly, and you start getting movies like the shining things like that. Um, where or you start getting things like Psycho, where you know there's those scenes where you got you know blood in a shower for the first time in a horror movie, you know that that was that was real, that was a real big no-no back then in those days, and you know that's just it's just that was just America maturing and you know uh, moving up with the times, and then you get into the you start getting into the 70s and 80s, and uh, you know, so I was kind of thinking about it earlier, but you you start getting into in the seventies, that's when all the serial killing started happening in America. So you get all these serial killer movies, you know, uh, happening. You start getting all the slasher films, you know, and then, you know, you just, it's just, quite, it's kind of cool how, uh, the horror genre evolves with, uh, with what's actually happening in, in real life. So it was cool. I was able to see a little bit of that in monster vision, but you know, later on I was able to explore it even all the way to post nine eleven. you know, you see, you start seeing how, you know, we, uh, us as Americans, we're afraid of what we can't see. And that's pretty much what happens after nine 11, you know, you got the Obama years. I mean, not the Obama years, the uh, Osama bin Laden years, you know, these are people that come and hit you, kill you. And then they disappear. And you start seeing movies like that. You start seeing movies like, for example, the mist, even though it was kind of, I think it was a spin off from an old movie back in the day, but you never see what's killing you in that or what's killing these people in the movie or saw, you never know who's killing you. It's this facade of some goofy looking, character you know coming in on a little tricycle but the whole time you don't know who the killer is and you know those are, i think those are you know horror is a good you know way to see the fears of americans so yeah i don't mean to get so deep or anything but oh my you gosh know. thank you for like the freaking history of movie cinema and, and america <laughs> me. i appreciate that no, no, you know, it's, it's just no it's, it's just I, i'm making a joke i thought it, it is interesting <laughs> to see how the genre changes with where the status yeah. of America is at at that time. You're yeah, right. yeah, you know, it, it, it was, it was, it's, it's really interesting, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, but uh, you know, I don't know. I'm sorry, I got all off topic, but um, uh, I just you asked know. you what a Halloween tradition was, and what I'm gathering is that watching that that Monster Vision was your Halloween yeah, tradition, the, right? That's what, yeah, that's what kind of got me a whole new, you know, respect for the genre, and I, that's when I started falling in love with them and. Little by little, sneaking out to my friend's house, watching, you know, uglier movies and scary movies like, um, what is it? Not The Shining, the one that everybody hates, where the girl spins her head. Which one's that one? Um, the Exorcist. Exorcist. Oh man, I'll never forget. Never saw that. Buddy. I never watched it. You, you never saw it? You never saw it? No, as I was saying on the episode with Alicia, her and I both stay away from like that demonic possession type you, you, stuff. You know, um, it, it, I'm the same way, you know. But when I was 16, you know, I, I I had a buddy that wanted to see it so bad, and I didn't want to see it because as a kid, I remember when I was 13 or 14, I had a friend that watched that movie, and he went to Catholic school and all that. And after he saw that movie, he needed to get like special attention from the priest. He couldn't. He had. He um. He had to go see a doctor because he couldn't sleep oh, at night. Gosh. And it, yeah, yeah. You know, no, I'm, and I'm for real. I, I. My mom told me all about it. She goes, "Don't you I, ever watch I, I that." I believe movie. you. Yeah, she'd tell me, "Don't you ever watch that movie because you know this this kid 
had to go see a doctor. He had to, you know, um, he had to write a paper, I think, on it in school, and that messed him up. So he had to go see a so shrink for a couple of years. you're like, I'm not going to listen to you, Mom. I'm going to go watch Yeah, so, so that, that was probably around 12. By 16, I had another friend, my best friend at the time, uh, Javier. May he rest Javier, in peace. Javier, yep. Yeah, he, uh, he went to San Luis so bad, and, you know, we tend to – you know, we're, we tend to be attracted to the forbidden, you know, to the <laughs> to the forbidden fruit. So, yeah, we sat there and watched it. And, you know, I was a little, I was 16, so I, it probably didn't, it didn't affect me too much. But I just, I'll never forget watching that movie. And my uh, my, my buddy's brother's there and, and my buddy's there. And we're right in that scene where her damn head starts spinning around. And he, I guess when it starts, he closes his eyes. And he goes, please, please, like, you know, and very serious. You know, very scared. Please just tell me when it's over. Tell me when it's over. He's he's covering his eyes with his hand, and I guess we wait till his head's completely at a one eighty degree, and we tell him, okay, it's over. And he moves his hand away, and he just screams bloody murder in 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 his room, and his mom's oh. walking in. What the hell's going on? Here? Oh, so, so yeah. Oh, man. That, uh, yeah, it's pretty. It, it was pretty. Uh, that was pretty intense. But you know, um, yeah. But when it comes out, uh, you know, Hollywood traditions. You know, you know, it was more you know horror movies and telling scary stories. And really, uh, that was pretty much scout scouting related. Also, because not only was it on Halloween, but it was every every time we went camping, <laughs> we were always scaring well, scaring each other. For Halloween traditions in my family, my mom is really big on all the holidays. Um, mm-hmm. Halloween, she especially enjoyed. Uh, I'd shared some stories about some of the costumes that she would go through, uh, like some of the costumes that she would make for me, basically, to go out. And, I mean, they're, you know, as you got older, you start, at least I did, I stopped uh, caring so much what my costume was. Still went out trick-or-treating with my friends all the way through. Mm-hmm. I would say we did at some point in high school is when we stopped, but um, you know it was fun to go out and see what everybody else was doing and kind of the to mooch off of other people's scary houses and stuff like that. Uh, my mom would always decorate around the inside of the house, but I don't remember having too many decorations outside the house. Uh, of course, she'd hand out candy, but the kind of new Halloween tradition uh, that we've had for the past couple years is the pumpkin carving over at oh, your house. Yeah. You're right. And it's I, kind I of cool because because my mom um that's what we would do for Halloween. There were we would carve pumpkins together as a family. And um she would she would make like the pumpkin seeds and bake them in the oven. And I never really liked the way that they tasted, but I would still have it because that was part of the Halloween right. tradition. So getting yeah, to do that with uh with us like with our friends and stuff, I've enjoyed that yeah. that that's something that we always did in my family with yeah. carved pumpkins together. Yeah, you know, you're 100 know, correct. Because my mom, even though my dad hated Halloween, my mom would still try to, you know, bring it in, and we'd do it once in a while. I loved it so much, but she wouldn't do it all the time. And you know, when you first ask about traditions, well, I keep on thinking about the past. But yeah, you're, you know, traditions doesn't have to be something old. It could be something we're doing right now. And you're right. We, I think right now we're going on probably the fifth year, maybe in a row doing it. Yeah, but yeah, it's we, the fifth year, and it's interesting because from where we started to where we are now, like now there's like uh, 15 kids added to it that weren't there, oh, you know, five years right. ago. Yeah, between your right. two kids and then so. Marley's kids and uh, Alex and Mondo's kids, I mean, all everybody's kids. So it's kind of like we're 
now they're part of that tradition now. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, maybe that's something they'll remember too. So they could continue and you know keep friendships going. But yeah, no, it's been a it's been a great tradition, and we we've gotten real elaborate on some of the on some of the carvings. I remember those a year that you did mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus after yeah, that with whole the tongue sticking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after the whole performance, that that was that was classic. But it, at the VMAs. At the end, you couldn't tell, but after a while, you got a good look at it. it yeah, you could see it. It kind of it was like two, I always thought it was a mixture between Miley Cyrus and Medusa because of the way the hair was. Yeah, because of the way their hair was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was. Classic. Yeah, and you get your Michael Jacksons and uh, Aliens, yeah. and we yeah. can't forget the classic Rhino, right? Oh my gosh, yes. We have we have a friend in common that you know it's a an inside joke or. He used to work in a zoo, and I won't get into all the details, but we were able to 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 make him a pumpkin with a carving of the rhino, you know, as a you know, as something he could cherish for the rest of his life with. I'm sure he'll never forget that pumpkin. <laughs> did he leave early, or did he just not show up that night? He he didn't show up that all that night. That's why we were all mad because yeah. So he so he made we we carved this pumpkin for him. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it was, I what like one o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was one late. The and then we like went over to his house. We lit it, put it in front of his door, and I banged on the door and ran off. Of course, your giggle and your laugh like echoes across the entire apartment complex. So he knows it was you, but he never came to the door. I think he just ended up texting you that you terrified his wife, and now she can't go back to sleep. And then we all felt bad. So it was yeah. a wonderful experience. Yeah, we don't hear the end of it. Every Halloween, we have to hear him <laughs> complain about how we traumatized him and his wife. And yeah, truly, is the, the true Halloween uh, tradition is hearing yeah, that yeah, story yeah, told. Yeah, 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 no, well, that's, a, that's a good. I like those. Yeah. I want to hear what our listeners' traditions are. I know we have the the traditional like trick or treating and stuff like that, yeah, but I want to hear what your like traditions that, are. Email me at mindofmrcrizzle at gmail.com. Let me know what those traditions are, and I'll share them on the show. Uh, but let's go ahead and finish this up with the jingle. What was it again? Uh, it's your tradition. It's Halloween. It's a Halloween tradition. Yay! There you go. All right. Uh, so, do you have any other movies that you want to share with us? or not? Wait, you were going to do yeah. another scary story, right? Yeah, no, uh... I guess what uh, the next way I'd have to bring up that I, I really because I already did talk about Halloween. Wait, were you gonna do a scary story? What was your second scary? I don't think you've done a second scary story yet. I think oh it's no, just no, no. One we of the go to that then. We go in that. We we'll go. Let's to do that. that. Okay. I want to hear that. Okay, so so I we talked about the witch already, and that, like I told you before, uh, this is more of a paranormal story, and actually I I actually love the story, and I thought I would, I would bring it into a little lighter. Um, you know, you know, topic, but um, you know, it, but it, it does have something to do with the, the paranormal. And uh, this is a story that my cousin told me about two years ago. I'd never heard it in my life. And um, you know, my this cousin of mine is probably a good, probably six years older than I am. So she's already, uh, you know, she's very getting up to almost forty. <laughs> she's gonna hate that I'm calling her out on that, but yeah, uh, I'm she like, wait my, a second, what are you doing right now? You know, I'm, I'm, I know she's going to listen to the thing, so I'm, I'm, just, I'm just messing with her right now. But, uh, <laughs> but she's telling me, she was telling me that one day when we were kids, she came to visit my mother at my house, and uh, this would, this would have been right after, uh, you know, after my grandmother passed away. She passed away when I was about six years old, and she passed away in my home. Uh, you know, probably, you know, the one of my first childhood experiences and I probably have some earlier ones but one that really got ingrained in my mind was 
hearing crying in my in my home in the middle of the night, me walking to the the restroom and see my gra- my grandmother, you know, laying on the uh, laying on the floor in the in the, um, in the restroom. So you know that's oh a real traumatizing gosh. experience for a child. Yeah. You know, and she passed away in our home, and you know that's life. And um, you know, I I don't I wasn't scared after that or anything, but um, I was going to say, let's see, Loretta told me probably about two years after that, so it'd be like ninety one. Yeah, you know, she came to visit us <laughs> at our home. Here's yeah, I, I, I gotta keep the tradition. I gotta keep the tradition going. Uh, okay. The tradition, the, uh, <laughs> the habit going. Uh, so it's probably like ninety one, ninety two. She's at the house, and my cousins are and I are playing outside. Well, she says while while we were playing outside, she was sitting in the in the kitchen with my mother. Well, while you know they weren't talking, my mother was uh, my mother was cooking something, and you know they're watching us play outside with our cousins, and my cousin starts and she probably you know she's just a little older you know maybe in her early teens well she starts hearing voices but she hears them in spanish and my cousin goes you know and diane what is that and my mom stops what she's doing she starts listening and she's like my my mom kind of freaked out she goes those voices are that's your grandmother and your grandpa (laughs) and you know my my uh, my cousin kind of freaked out a little bit, and she was like, "What do you mean that's your grandma, grandpa?" Well, she's starting to hear what's being said, and my mother's translating what she's hearing. She's saying that she hears my grandmother calling out our names to my grandfather, kind of telling everybody, telling him who is who outside playing in the playground. And my cousin Loretta thought my mom was playing a prank on her, but my mom never pranked like that. She never, she, my mother was never a prank. Yeah, I can't see your mom. Yeah, I can't see your mom doing that either. No, never. But, but what freaked her out more was she was like, you know, she heard the voices and they were as clear as, you know, the conversation we're having right now. And, uh, and, you know, that's what she hears. She hears, well, that's Rafael, you know, playing on the playground. That's, you know, Clarissa, that's Jesenia, you know, and, you know, that's Destiny. She's kind of just naming everybody out. And my cousin said after that, she wouldn't come into my house probably for a good 10 years afterwards. She was so scared. But, you know, I always, like I say, it's a a paranormal story. But, you know, sometimes I take these paranormal stories, I don't see them them at all as negative. I see them more as a, you know, you know, as a comfort, you know, you know, kind of like, you know, a testimony that there is a spirit world out there, you know, and that veil could be very, very thin. So, you know, I love that story. Um, My mom always said she felt. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, she started, she felt a presence in our home after my grandmother passed, and I believe that because you know she was real close to us. We're the, probably her closest. Uh, I don't want, I don't want to say we're the closest ones, but she spent a lot of time in our home because she was real close to my mother. So, but yeah, no, it was a real neat real neat story, and I was real excited to be able to hear that um, just a couple of years ago. So, yeah, that was a, I'd say that was my second paranormal Halloweenish story. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Uh, why don't we go ahead and get into our Halloween hacks since we're on that uh, topic. Um, do you there have you one for us? Did you bring one for us? Yeah, yeah, I got I, I got one. All right. You know what we, you know we got to do? I know what we got to do. Go ahead and hit that jingle. Hold on. I wasn't ready. Uh, try to... <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, Chris. Life hack, life hack. Life gives you problems, but I got your back with this life hack. 
life hack, get your life hack with me. Halloween hack. All right. All right. Tell us our Halloween hack. What What do you got for us? All right. Well, as a kid, my uh, parents, like I tell you, they weren't. My dad wasn't big on Halloween, so he completely refused to go and buy any uh, any Halloween costumes or whatever whatever it was. So what I started to do, especially as I got a little older, is I would uh, go and dig into his closets, and you know, especially if you have older parents. You got some real cool stuff in those closets. Um, I think for about two or three years straight, I was disco stew from uh, <laughs> uh, from uh, the Simpsons <laughs> because mm-hmm. my father still had all his uh, old disco shirts from 1968 all the way to the 70s, and you know it was hilarious because uh, you know, they had the dates on them. You know, he used to put like he'd put the dates on when he'd get the the, the shirts, and he was real proud. Oh of Oh my clothes. gosh, this ob- this obsession with dates has been handed down from generation to generation. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> he would he would tell me the dates. I'd go through the closet, and he'd tell me the dates. Oh, I got this in 1968. Or I got this in 1972. And he was yeah. So maybe that's where I got it from. But so I'd that's wear the, all these clothes <laughs> for you know all these all these old clothes. I'd have them. And I'd I'd use them to make whatever custom I wanted, uh, but yeah, the, that disco thing always came came into handy when I needed a quick uh, costume. But I guess um, so. I guess my first one would be look into your grandparents or your parents' closets, and you know you might have a you know you probably have a you know a, a, a lot of options from you know old styles back in the day. Now, if your parents aren't that old, another thing that that I did was I think when I was eighteen, I invested in a really really cool mask uh werewolf mask and yeah i I probably paid over 25 30 bucks for it but i've used that mask for the past you know 16 years now so yeah if if you if you find something that's cool stick with it go with it and you just change the clothes around you and there you go you could always like i've been a werewolf i've used the same mask to do other different creatures and it's been great my kids love it i even bought the hands for it so you know either one invest in a really cool outfit they could build around or two just go Go dumpster diving or go and go into your grandparents' closets and find whatever you can. That's why everybody goes to the Goodwills now. The Goodwill now is like the official Halloween store because that's what a lot of people do now. They go and look at old stuff, look for old clothes to tear up and make their own costumes out of. But, yeah, that would probably be it. I, I, I feel like our kids are only going to have, like, what, Doc Martens and Jinkos with puka shell necklaces? Like, what are they going to wear? <laughs> Lugs, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Oh I didn't God. even have like the the real Jinko pants. Like they were like the oh, off-brand man. zones from J.C. Penney's. They were That's zones hilarious. or pipes or something like that. I, I, remember, I, I remember when uh, I remember when those were real big. The Jinkos were were all in, and I mean they they look ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, they were so big, and I can imagine how the bat they would have looked on me, me being as short as I was. But uh, I think I attempted to do it one time, and I try. I, I attempted to buy some of those. There was nowhere as crazy as Jinko wears. It was off brown also, but I also attempted to buy. I don't know if you remember back uh, when Warner Brothers had like their kind of like their Thug line. You remember that? You had Thug Bugs. Yeah, with like Bugs Bugs Bunny and Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, absolutely. I had one of those shirts. Like on the front, it would show them, but then on the back of the shirt, it was the back view of. Of them too, of them. the pants sagging. Yeah, and sagging the pants. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. like it'd be all in old English, you know. Like, <laughs> I forgot about that. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. all the old English Looney Tunes stuff. Yeah, I, I attempted to do that one time, and yeah, I got I got smacked in the head, and my dad made me take all those clothes back. So yeah, that didn't. He's like, here, put on this disco shirt instead. Yeah, exactly. Take my style, and you know the funny thing is, I probably <laughs> do the same thing to my boys, because you know, uh, Shalem, my wife was telling me a couple a few weeks ago. She goes, "You gotta let your own children enjoy their generational, you know." things and she goes it's the the thing is you've kind of taken over their childhood and you've just you know immersed them in your childhood <laughs> and i know you could and you you, you you know what i'm talking about you know uh, you know yeah all the toys yeah but but see the child the stuff that went on in our times of childhood there's nothing they can have now that's better than that. I think you're doing them a service by yeah, having them learn about exactly these wonderful like things. My wife. You know, and some of the stuff is getting older. And, and, and I know y- y'all guys have made fun of me a little bit because of the, my music tastes and some of the things I like. But, you know, my dad was, my dad is, you know, going on 71 now. And, you know, he was he was a lot older than most of y'all's parents. So he, like, there you go, disco shirts. I don't think your dad had a disco shirt in his closet. You know? No, <laughs> so, uh, he didn't. Yeah, so, so, you, you know, know your, your wife's just trying, she's just jealous because her childhood was just a ball and a string in a cup. Exactly. Like, that's all she had in her childhood. She's not going to listen to this either, so I can say whatever I want. All right, well, that was great. <laughs> I love that Halloween hat. That was a good one. Why don't you, there you go. say it now? Get, hit us with that anyway, bumper Chris, for this one. Hit us. Yeah, okay. Uh, life hack, life hack. Life gives you problems, but I got your back with this life hack. Life hack. Get your life hack with me. All right. We are winding down. I believe you have one more story for us. Yeah, yeah, one more story, and, and, and uh, like I said, this is kind of related to the second story, uh, just a different family member. But uh, you know, and these are, and I like these stories because they're they're not so scary. They're they're very, you know, I I, I believe they bring more hope into the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. um, but yeah, the this, this story that I I got coming up uh, is about my uh, an aunt from my. Uh, from my father's side now, and uh, this is my uh, my aunt Nina, and um, she was adopted in the family. And the way that she was adopted into our family, or my father's family, my father my father came from a family of ten. She um, her parents died at a very young age, and I want to say she was um, she was probably eleven or twelve years old when when her father passed. But then a year later, her father died of medical complications a year later her mother passed and uh, what happened was she was left at my grandmother's house to spend the night with all the other her cousins and um, that night she said that she woke up in the middle of the night and she had a visitor and that this visitor was her mother and the mother was telling my aunt that you know something's gonna some, you're gonna get some news in the morning and what this news is going to be is, is you know, I want you to not to get scared, but I want you to know you'll be taken care of. And, uh, you know, um, I want you to stay strong and we'll see each other again. And uh, not to be afraid. And that was pretty much what her message consists of. So the next morning, my aunt wakes up and uh, my grandmother 
comes to explain to her what happened, and she tells her, you know, your mother. I, I want to say it was either an accident, a car accident. I can't remember exactly what the uh, what the accident was. I want to say it was a car accident that she she got involved with and, and killed and, and killed her. Well, my grandma explained to my aunt Nino exactly what happened, and she goes, "Oh, I knew." And she was like, "Well, how do you know? How'd you know?" I'm like, well, my mom came to me last night and explained to me what happened, and told me not to be afraid. And you know, this is you know, this is uh, this is me not being afraid. Because she explained to her everything that happened, and you know, she told me this story about five, six years ago. And I man, I got chills just listening to it, you know, and and I just I got I got really excited because I came I, I was kind of understand that in my family. I guess on both sides, there's I got members of my family that are real sensitive to, to those things, you know, to to that other side of the, uh, to the spirit world, and uh, you know, like I said before, it's just you know it was just another, uh, you know, another story to further, you know, uh, solidify my belief in an afterlife. So yeah, it was real cool that my aunt was able to get a message from her mother after she passed, telling her to be okay, to be calm, explain her what happened. And the next morning, being told what happened, she she was calm. She knew what happened, and you know, she it just she just went ahead and stayed with my, my with my aunts and uncles for the rest of her uh, her youth until she moved out. So, so yeah, it was a it's a pretty neat story. I I thought that was a, a real cool, um, a real cool to uh, gain a new aunt, <laughs> a real cool way to gain a new aunt. Yeah, I mean off. that's like yeah. That's like the ideal situation. Like that's kind of what we all hope for, right? That mm-hmm. you know, something, something that I think is kind of, I don't know if if it's uh, like our culture as Americans, or if it's or if it's just the sign of the times. But I feel like, you know, um, in the Latin culture, like Dia de los Muertos, like they put a lot more emphasis on you know, the respect of family members who have passed and they have a lot of stories about how they still affect, you know, lives today. I I also think of like when I was a kid and I watched Mulan, like she had all of her ancestors that were there like cheering cheering her on and stuff like that. And exactly. you know, there's a lot of these cultures that put a lot of emphasis on these uh family members that have passed that still come back and give you guidance today and you know, that's kind of, I mean, it's, it's not, it's kind of neat in theory to me personally, though. Like, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. I'm like, I don't need y'all watching me, like, all the time. Like, sometimes, like, you know, I like to pick my nose or something like that. Like, y'all are cool. You don't, you can do your spirit thing and you don't need to just surprise, <laughs> surprise me to tell me stuff. But, uh, I hear people share these stories. And I think, man, that's so cool that you've got, you know, this family member looking out for you and still, trying to comfort you. Like, I know Alicia has, has mentioned many times that, um, you know, she she needs she needs certain kind of confirmations after people that she loves has passed away. Like, she wants yeah. them to come to her and tell her. And me personally, I think that would terrify me if I saw that happen. But, yeah. you know, yeah, it, 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 you know how it's done. Yeah, my mother passed away in, in uh, 2013. So I go I go with my dates again. And, um, mm-hmm. you know... It, at, uh, yeah, after hearing these stories, because a lot of these stories were told to me around that time, and I, you know, I, th- I think it was a way of my cousins trying to find ways to console me, you know, to mm-hmm. you know further, you know, help me understand that there's life after death, which I'm pretty sure I have a solid, you know, you know, knowledge of that already. 
um, you know, just with the hope and faith that I have already been brought up by. But, you know, it, I've, I've always, you know, I, I always hope that, oh, maybe one day my mom will appear. And I don't think that I would be scared, you know, if she did. So, you know, and like you're right, uh, you know, the traditions of, of the culture, you know, Dia de los Muertos, de los Muertos is a day where we really try to go visit our ancestors, you know, have a meal. And with the, the way it works is we go to the, to the, uh, to the uh, the grave site, and we actually share a meal as a family. I've done this a couple of times already since my mom's been gone. And what we'll do is we'll share her favorite meal at the grave site, and we share stories. And we've done that already. We've got we missed one year. We've done two years already. So with my for my mother, my mother was a you know it, it varies. We always, my dad likes to joke. She says when it comes on my mom, it was more just whatever where she could get where she ever she didn't have to cook <laughs> so, mm-hmm. her, so so it's a lot of whataburger so so it's a whataburger or, or chicken she loves chicken mm-hmm. you know so it took chicken and then her the biggest thing was big red so we'll go there and have big red or chicken or something you know so it's a you know that's a it's a really neat tradition but um but yeah no it's a um, yeah, I, I I I really love those family stories. I think they're they're really cool, and hopefully one day I'll be able to add to them with my own. Well, I appreciate those stories. Yeah, they're very. I liked them a lot, and it's yeah. always nice to hear these. Uh, I mean, Alicia and I are such horror fans that we, you know, surround ourselves with all different types of things. But it's always a lot more interesting when the things we're hearing about are real, you know, things that have really happened right. to people. So thanks for sharing those stories. Is there anything else you want to share before we uh, we end this? Well, all right. Well, I, uh, you know, uh, I did list five movie, or five different movies or, or movies slash shows, and I guess I'll, I'll just end with that. Um, Let, so let's, last... let's recap them real quick. So it was okay. Fire in the Sky, right. and then you talked about um, – no, I'm um, we did Halloween. Paranormal activity, paranormal, paranormal activity, activity. Uh, Halloween. Okay, and oh, I might be, I, I might only share three then. But what I'll do is I'll, I'll share. I, there's one here that I really want to share that I think would be that stumps the other one easy because I know I don't want to take all the time. But um, the my this last one I want to share is not even a movie at all, but I think it has had. Uh, you know, it's played a part in most of uh, an 80, uh, a child born in, you know, the 80s or 90s. Uh, takes, uh, you know, it has a big part in their lives, and that's the show Unsolved Mysteries. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, of course I do. Yeah, so yeah, Unsolved, Mysteries, Unsolved Mysteries, you know, it was a show that came, that came out, and all it was was talking about Unsolved Mysteries. But the great, the coolest thing about that show was the, was that music? I and mean, whoever came up with, mm-hmm. with, I don't want to say score because that's not no score. It's just you know not a jingle, but with that uh, with that music, that intro music for that show, was a genius because whenever you heard that darn song on, you know it was time to turn off the lights and watch a story that's not that wasn't fictional, that was actually true, and you would get some of the craziest stories and <clears throat> and they would freak oh, me yeah. the heck out as a kid. They would freak me out, especially, and we treated the Unsolved Mysteries as like a horror movie night when we would watch those, when we would watch that show. So we'd, and it'd give you a segment of three different, uh, three, three different stories. And the cool thing is, as the show started going on more and more, you would actually find out that it, it, it stopped and shut up and say solved or, you know, update. And then show, you know, how 
and I always wonder how true they were, you know, but how somebody that watched Unsolved Mysteries recognized somebody from the show and helped solve the murder or solve the missing person. Or, But I remember those so many stories I saw in that show that would freak me out. Uh, actually, there was one about that kid. I don't know if, if you already saw that documentary, Johnny Gosh. Did, you don't know if you saw that. Who is Johnny? No. On Netflix? Uh, okay. The, the only Johnny I know is Johnny number five from Short Circuit. Johnny five. <laughs> Who's Johnny? Johnny mm-hmm. five is alive. Yeah. Oh, I love well, that movie. Well, well the, they actually covered that story on Unsolved Mysteries years ago, and they actually put a documentary that was even was so much more creepier than what Unsolved Mysteries did, but didn't have that awesome theme music to go with it. But uh, I remember okay, that. So don't, don't tell me too much about this, but what was the name of the – because I want to check this documentary out. What was the name of the uh, – do you know what the name of the documentary up, was? Who, who is Johnny? And it's talking about the disappearance of a child – you know, back in the, in the early '90s, and how this kid, um, you know, he was he was taken away, and he actually reappeared again and left again. Is it who yeah. took Johnny? Who took Johnny? Who took, there Johnny. You go. who took Johnny? There you go. Wait, is yeah. this okay? All right. But I remember, I remember that was a story I saw in Unsolved Mysteries. And that freaked me out because for me, the scariest stories were the ones where kids were getting abducted, <laughs> or not abducted, but yeah, abducted, you know, kidnapped. You know, so yeah, they do all kinds of stories. Yeah, not abducted by aliens. They're kidnapped. Yeah. Well, maybe they probably have some of those there in there, too, but they would do murders, abductions, kidnaps, anything that was just, you know, paranormal stuff, anything they would put on that show. So, so yeah, I mean, that, you know, shout out to all the Unsolved Mysteries fans out there in the World Wide Web. <laughs> but, Thank um, you. All, what do you say, all tens of my listeners? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that? What was that? <laughs> to all, to all, all tens of my listeners. Oh, oh yes, that's right. All tens of your listeners. There you go. Yeah, oh, shout out to the, all the, all the fans of Unsolved Mysteries. But and I guess the, the last thing I, uh, the last thing I kind of put on there was I had a couple of guilty pleasures, and you know, this this later on in life I I acquired these guilty pleasures, and I guess this be thanks to the. Uh, Thanks to the um, Monster Vision. Can, on can I just stop you real quick? Can I stop you real quick? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The term guilty pleasures, I have a little problem with it. Okay. And that okay. is, we are adults. If something brings us joy, we don't need to justify why that brings us joy. It's just You're right. pleasure. You like it. Don't You're feel right. guilty about it. I listen to... I listen to I'll listen to Taylor Swift. I'll listen to, you know, Britney Spears stuff. I don't give a crap. If I like it, then I like it. It's not a guilty pleasure. It's just I, I'm a grown man, I, and I and I like it. Get over it. There you go. I I like I like your mentality. And I'm. I like so, to say that so I'm you you own your stupid thing. What you're about to say, you own whatever this dumb thing. And I think you know exactly what I'm going to say. I think you know exactly <laughs> what I'm going to share. So my guilty pleasure or. Non guilty pleasure. My pleasure right. in in this in, in these past probably ten years of my life is I love cheesy '80s horror movies. Okay, and I'm talking about like just stupid plots, no plots, you know, horrible acting. You know, some of my favorite movies were movies that came out in the '80s. Uh, the Thing was another one of my favorites. I was going to talk about, but I know you covered that before. But that wasn't that was actually really well done. That was not cheesy at all. Great movie, uh, but we won't get into that. But one of the kids, one of the movies that I saw, and I'm pretty sure I saw in the Monster Vision, was a movie called Chopping Mall. Now I was gonna say I hope he's singing Chopping Mall. <laughs> yeah, 
shopping mall. And I remember seeing this movie, and, and, you know, on regular TV, edited and everything. But I'll never forget these short, stubby, Johnny Five-looking little robots rolling around in a mall, you know, rolling around. And they were, what, I guess the way the movie goes is they were supposed to be a security, and they get zapped by a lightning uh-huh. bolt, which completely transforms into these deadly killer robots. And this, on the same night, about six kids decide to stay trapped, in, or not trapped, but they lock themselves in a mall in a furniture store. And, you know, those 80s movies where As kids young do. kids, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they, they trap themselves in the mall for, you know, you know, selfish reasons. And uh, as you know, how the 80s genre goes in horror slasher films, the kids that do engage in premarital relations are the ones that get their heads blown off. They're the ones that get their, you know, get killed by these robots. You know, the same formula that goes for Friday the 13th, Halloween. Mm-hmm. And the hero- mm-hmm. the heroines are, are the ones that kept, you know, kept their uh, virginity. And those are the ones that come out alive. So Chopping Mall, if you're looking for a nice, cheesy, goofy horror flick with, you know, some gore and, you know, as uh, I think his name was Joe Bob from Monster Vision would say, I think he would even have he'd have a count about like how many head burst, how many uh, deaths, uh, how many nude shots. You know, he would give a whole count like that. So if you're looking for something, if you're looking for something like that that'd be high on all those, you know, on all the on all those, uh, you know, points, that'd be the movie for you. <laughs> You know, I feel like it was like two years ago where I read an article saying they were going to be redoing that movie, but I haven't heard anything about it since. Have you, dude? I've I, I've been I've, I've been hearing that for the past you know since I found that movie, and I always kept on reading because the way I found that movie was it was before I guess IMBD was not that big or I was too naive and didn't discover IMBD yet. But the way I discovered that movie was just IMDb. Using, yeah, I'm sorry, Internet Movie Data. I am. DB. I don't know why she wants to say that. I, am, I, I, I am did DB. the same thing for years. That's the only reason why I know it now because I <laughs> I've learned. You can learn, Rafael. Yeah. You can learn and you can become Good. a better I, there person. There you go. So I don't. I guess I got in forums and I kept on writing, just putting the top, the top, you know, the the plot of the movie, killer robots, small kill teenagers, you know, because I saw it when I was nine. I never knew what the name of the stupid movie was. But I knew, I knew by when I was like eight, twenty two, twenty three. I'm How like, can I wonder get a name movie. like Chopping Mall. I forgot that. Well, because you know, it was it wasn't a movie we rented. It was just a movie, you know, you know, no, back I know, I know. You back when we were kids, you just turn the TV movie. on, mm-hmm. and it, before it was, it, you couldn't actually, unless you saw the beginning of the movie where they actually gave you the name. You never. It wasn't like you push the, the the button and it'll tell you the name of the movie that was playing at the time. You just watched wherever you got it from, commercials and all, all the way to the end. So yeah, no, I was real excited to find that awesome movie and buy it. I think I ordered it from New York and I got the DVD and uh, I was able to share this beautiful movie with you and Alicia a few years back. <laughs> I remember that. We still talk about it to this day. To this day. Shout out shout out to Pepperonis. Pepperonis. I like pepperoni. I know. Well, I want to thank you. I want to thank you again for coming on tonight, sharing your stories with us, uh, your Halloween hack, all that stuff. Um, It's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah, so, uh, again, if you guys want to see more of Raphael, go ahead and send me some money. And um, if if you want to 
<laughs> you want to send your donations, you know, send me Amazon gift cards. You know, you can give me the code at mindandmrcrizzo.gmail.com. I get enough no, of it. Send and... me the money. No, no, no. You need to <laughs> send me the money. The money. No. Why don't they send it to me yeah, that way and then I can me. give it to you? How about that? <laughs> all the, I don't all the, hey, Chris, I'll, all the tens of dollars. If every one of you donate one dollar to this cause, I will have ten dollars. Enough to buy a pack to, of gum. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe, maybe I'll buy another microphone and uh, I'll send it to you and we can get this sounding more like, instead of just this phone call, it can be like a legit. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe instead of D&D D night, it'd be a, a, a podcast night. <laughs> you know, speaking of D and D night, I just want to shout out before before we get done with this. Um, you know, I, as you know, I've been trying to get this dumb Dungeons and Dragons thing going. I hear you, bro. Forever now. And I had a whole episode about the power of play where I had Mike on, and we were talking yep. about that things we can do as episode. adults. And you know. I don't. I think right after I did that episode, I was so gung ho about doing the Dungeons and Dragons night. But it is really hard to get adults together with all the schedules and stuff to do things like this. I oh, went yeah. and bought all of the um, the starter kit for it because I hadn't really played before and I wanted to learn about it. I got all excited. I called you and our other friend that we had set up for this, and uh, we just could not get our schedules to match up. So if yeah. if you if you you know listeners are listening to that maybe you have some uh, suggestions you know let me know about it we um, Alicia and I we actually have been um, doing a monthly thing with one of her coworkers shout out to uh, Sandy and Daryl where it's called Hunt a Killer and it's basically like they send oh, us you, a box you're doing that that oh, yeah we're doing it. Uh, I was going to do it. I was going to do it. I haven't. Uh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So we're on, we, we, did the, we did the fourth. We did the fourth box tonight. And I think there's two more. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. I don't know exactly how I feel about it yet. I mean, it's, it's fun to do, you know, just get together with mm-hmm. some friends and try to figure these things out, but they really don't give you much to go on. Like they just give you a box with random items together. And it feels like with each box, like there's a little mini mystery and it's not so much a mystery, but it's like you start making connections with these clues. Mm-hmm. And then as each box comes in, you kind of, you know, figure out, oh, okay, this is something that's happened. Like this person was murdered. And then you try to figure out what's happening. So you can't really solve it until you get all of the boxes. But on your right. way there, like you're making like um, comparisons to things. And, you know, that gets kind of fun uh, to do sometimes. So, I mean, there's other things you can do. Maybe you don't have, you know, three hours a night to play a Dungeons and Dragons game, but you know, we usually spend about an hour and a half on this, and then, uh, you know, yeah, to, well, play, tonight play, when we did it, it was really completely important. fruitless. Play is really yeah. important. If you could do something like that with your spouse, that's awesome. You know, my, uh, you know, that's cool. I, I really, I, when you mentioned that, I, I was really interested in doing something like that because it's like a one of those uh, escape rooms. But just through the mail, you exactly. know, like you we all call. went to go do an escape room together, and we beat great. it in almost record time. They told us, right? Yeah, yeah, we did it real quick, and you know, so I, I want to say that you're not a great, uh, you wouldn't be a great detective because, well, you know, 
we we did pretty good in that escape room. So, you know, I don't I I I've heard some cool uh, you know things you know feedback on that thing. But but yeah, no, you're right. Plays room. That's cool that you and Alicia are doing that. You know, Shalem uh, and I we get, we we do our own little things. And you know, even with kids, I, as much as I wish we could get together and have whatever night we you know we see fit to do the you know do our D and D night. You know, one of our pleasures not guilty pleasures but a soon to be no. pleasure of ours a soon you're going to pleasure, pleasure each other while playing D&D that's right we're going to be like those little Is boys in stranger in stranger things you know spinning there a five go. six hour five six hour campaign you know popping out at Dim and Gorgon <laughs> at the end that's right you know there you go yeah, that'll be us you know in our 30s <laughs> so so my but, point to that was when I did that episode, I was thinking, like, look, you just make it a priority, make it work. After that episode and running into this wall with D&D, I realized that, you know what, it's not as simple as all that. So we need to find need to find other ways to do it, you know. It, it, it's a lot harder than I thought at that time. But it's important yeah. to do. It really is. It's important to do. Yeah. Make it a priority. You need, you need a, a way to, you know, release. You know, some kind of you know, let your hair down, find something that you can relax. I'm I'm all I'm all in, and hopefully if, if, if freaking Marley, I don't want to say shout out to Marley, but if freaking Marley well, can get his, uh, well. <laughs> he could work with our schedule. <laughs> Marley, you're not cool oh, enough to get a shout out because he, you can't fit in our DC he, schedule. <laughs> you gotta wish you got. You didn't get a shout out. You got to whisper in. All right, man. We we uh, ragged on him about the rhino thing. Now it's he's not getting the shout out. Right. He's gonna sell like troll you on the podcast now. Just watch. You're gonna start getting like this. You know, you get this M Davis. You're gonna M Davis. He doesn't 69, 69, just trolling you for the Look, next. Look, Marley, years. Marley, you can say whatever you want in the reviews. Just leave me five stars when you're done. That's it. That's, That's all it. I care about. Leave us five stars. <laughs> you better shut your mouth. You are not a co-host yet, or or ever will be. Okay. No, no, I don't want that responsibility. You know, I don't, I don't do too good with that kind of responsibility. You know, just whenever I'm invited, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to come and enjoy some time together away from my wife and kids. Are they in the other room sleeping right now? Hey, anyway, let, let's yeah. just let's move on. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. It's been great, and um, have a nice life. All right. Until Bye. I call you later. Bye. Wait, should we have some kind of like? Should we have some kind of like uh, sign off? And this is uh, the mind of Mister. Oh, and I, I don't know if you know this, but I just did an intro before we started this. Uh, the listeners are now called Chrislets. Oh my gosh. They're, okay, Lady Gaga. So you're 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 Chrislet <laughs> now. All right. I want to let you know. Uh-oh, I thought about okay. I thought about Chrislets. But I thought Chrislet okay. was better. Little so, monster. Which what should we say to all the Chrislets out there? <laughs> Chrislets, you know, keep you know, on. I did, I did get my degree in, in marketing and advertising, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the papers that I did was about social media and how um, about how celebrities really establish their fan base. There's a lot of things right. that YouTubers do and celebrities do. First thing they do is they say that. They love their fans a lot. They'll tell their fans, I love you. They'll make sure to say it. Anytime they do an interview, I love you, my fans. So they say that a lot. They give their fans names. So, yeah. But like you have a to say it in a real high pitch. You have to give them a real high pitch. You're like, 
all to all your fans out there. I love you. You know, you got that's you know, it stands out that way. Kardashians, Gaga. You have to say that real Ugh. funny voice. Okay. <laughs> to, all, to all the to all the friends out there, I love you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how they do that with this straight face. Like, I don't, okay, hold on. No, seriously. And this is Mr. Crizzle, and I just want all my Crizzles out there to know I love you. <laughs> no, it has to be like, there you go, you got, yeah, because you got to make it unique. You know, and the high-pitched voice, I'm just making fun of all those other artists. But, yeah, you make yours unique. You, know, that's, you, you go, you go, you take okay. off of that. You take off with that. I like how we're workshopping this right now. Let's not let's not finish this until we figure out how we're going. What what are we going to do to sign up? And that's the way the cookie crumbles. What is that from? Remember? Oh gosh, Bruce Almighty. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. So or no, it was see. Evan Almighty. No, that was Bruce Almighty. No, no, it was Bruce Almighty. It was Bruce Almighty. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Bruce Almighty. That was Jim Carrey. Yeah. So. No, yeah, but okay, seriously, so. I just want to tell. I just want to tell all the all the Chrislets. I will. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Without you, I'm nothing. I'm only, uh, I'm only I really a man appreciate with a microphone. Everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just. You just make simple old me feel like I can move mountains. I would go. feel that way if, if some of y'all would like leave me more emails, maybe <laughs> get some more. There you go. Come on, folks. But, Send my buddy some more you know, emails. I guess no <laughs> feedback is just as good as positive feedback, right? People are emailing. <laughs> hey, so, Dude, so it is way too late. I think we're in Boogie right now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm like these these YouTubers and these you know podcasters. I mean, how are people leaving so much feedback? Like, don't they have jobs and work to go to? See, my listeners, the Chrysler. They're so productive in society that they're too there busy working to leave yeah. me comments and uh, feedback there, at my email yeah, address, we'll, we'll, which we'll is say, mindofmrchriswell at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll say that they're in that upper 20%. We won't put them in the upper 1%. Because we're no, no, no way in hell we're those millionaires, but we're that upper 20% that are more the more productive. Hey, I told you, I had society. Jamie Lee Curtis listening, all right? Jamie That's, Lee there Curtis you go. listening. There you go. Shout out to Jamie. There you go. No, but seriously, but seriously. Hmm. I love <laughs> maybe you do it. Maybe it's too late. <laughs> you're you're too far into it already. I still have to rec- I still have to record a story. I'm gonna do a scary story at the end of this. That's All right. right. This is going way scary. off. This is going way off the rails. This is what you get when you enter the mind of Mr. Crizzle. Okay. No, no, you this is my a, mind. It cannot be it. it does not. <laughs> It does not stay on track, okay? <laughs> this is like the second or third time we've gotten off the topic already. <laughs> That's all right. You know, I was listening. We're going to get off topic again. I was listening to a Bizarre States earlier. You know that podcast. Oh, if you guys want to listen to it, it's oh. it's very irreverent. But they basically started talking about they found um, Paul Revere's latrine that he, hmm. like, pooped in, obviously. and. Oh, Somehow talking about that turned into um, if you tell Bowser that he's not allowed to poop, he has to poop immediately and he can't control it. 
So, like, when he's on an airplane, he always has to use the restroom, which turned into no adults wearing diapers, which turned into um, fetishes of adults wearing diapers, which oh it completely went off the rails, and they weren't able to figure out and, how they went and they'll from. Do that, they'll do that for a whole hour. But I, they'll do that for a oh, whole yeah. hour easy. And you got it down though, because you you were able to get all the way back to uh, what was it we were talking about? Oh, I know. It, you know, five or six days. You, you, that's that's going to make you a productive podcaster. You'll be able to get I'll, your way back. I'll always and, be able to backtrack and get us back to where we're supposed to be. Yeah, not right now though, because it's, it's after midnight now, and we're just rambling at yeah. this point. I hope this is yeah. interesting for you people. Yeah, I won't know unless enjoying. you leave me an email at mindofmrcrizzle@gmail.com. You can also yeah. leave comments on my Facebook page. Let's do that. Let's start a Facebook fan page called um, <laughs> the the Crislets. The Crislets. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the Crislet the Corner. How about that? The Crislet Corner. You guys can leave all your wonderful favorite parts of the podcast on there. I'll have to stop by and make a little... Oh, I'm going to edit this part out. I wonder if I can do that. Can I just edit this part out? You have a good evening. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. It's been great. It's been real. Okay, I know things got a little bit off the rails there, but you have to realize we're recording this well after midnight. We get silly with each other. It's all good. Uh, I did just want to add here that I am going to be telling the story that we had alluded to earlier, which is gurgle, gurgle, and uh, he did just call me and say, dude, you forgot to tell the story. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, get him back on. We're going to go over that. And uh, that will be how I'm going to leave uh, this episode is with that story of Gurgle Gurgle Ook. I don't know who came up with it. It was a story that he, that Raphael told us um, when we were kids. But um, yeah, hope you enjoy it. Okay. So I'm going to share this story that you actually told me for the first time when we were young scouts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been years since I've told it, and I may not get it exactly the way that you did. But uh, I wanted to, you know, have you on the line because you wanted to hear it as I told it. Don't interrupt me. Just let me go. If I mess it up, you won't even know. Okay? Yeah. I, and I can tell you, my memory's horrible. So. <laughs> <laughs> The, the cool thing with this story is that it was actually something that really happened. Remember, it was in the news when we were kids, and that's what mm-hmm. inspired you to tell the story. Right. Basically, what happened was um, there was two boys that were uh, having an overnight. The boys' names were Daniel and Ben. And uh, Ben went over to Daniel's house, and like I said, they were having uh, a sleepover. Um, they had their other friend that was going to come over, but he wasn't going to be able to make it because it was raining so hard outside. So he called and said uh, ahead of time, I'm sorry, guys, I'm not going to be able to make it. And Daniel and Ben were both kind of bummed out about it because it was supposed to be the three of them. They always called each other the three amigos uh, after their favorite movie. But it was fine because Daniel and Ben didn't know that it was raining really hard outside. So um, as the night got on later and later, they started to get ready for bed. And um, Ben loved to have straight peanut butter sandwiches, and he would be over. He would be over at Daniel's house, and Daniel's like, "Do we gotta start getting ready for bed?" Ben was like, "Please, like, let me make myself a peanut butter sandwich before I go to bed." He's like, "Dude, you just brush your teeth. You know how my mom is. She's really strict about these things." He's like, "I'll just have one. I'll go to bed. She won't even know about it." Uh, and so Ben went ahead and went into the kitchen and started making himself a peanut butter sandwich. 
Well, as he was in the kitchen, they were listening to the radio, and over the radio, a bulletin came. And uh, they heard on the news that there was a escape that had happened from one of the asylums. Now, it's really interesting because Daniel's house wasn't too far from the asylum. Um, I mean, it would be a far walk, but as far as the drive was, it was only about a 10-15 minute drive away. Uh, so I remember the boys were hearing about this and Ben told Daniel, hey, isn't that asylum close by? And Daniel's like, no, it's 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 a pretty far drive away and you know, it's raining so hard outside. Uh, I don't think it's anything we need to worry about. But they kept listening because you know, they're boys and they're getting nervous about it. It's late at night. They're, uh, Daniel's parents were already asleep and the news anchor said, please make sure all of your doors are locked. The person who escaped um, is criminally insane, and he's been known, uh, he's killed countless of victims, and that's why he's there. This is very urgent. Make sure that your doors are locked and your windows are locked. And uh, so Daniel and Ben kind of looked at each other, and they're like, man, that's crazy. Like, this is something that you would hear from a scary story. So they went off and they went to bed. Uh, ben had his sleeping bag on the floor, and Daniel was sleeping on his bed. And in the middle of the night, there was some lightning that made uh, Daniel wake up. And he looked around his room. He kind of had forgotten that Ben was uh, sleeping over at his house. And he went to get out of his bed when he stepped on Ben's sleeping bag. And the first thing he noticed was that Ben wasn't in his sleeping bag. Um, So he kind of looked around and he... He didn't want to be too loud because he didn't want to wake up his parents because they had already gotten after them for staying up too late. But he started he started calling for Ben. He said, Ben, Ben, are you here? And nobody answered. So he went ahead and he got out of bed and he started walking over to his door and he said, Ben, if you're in here, stop messing around. He still didn't hear a response, but he did hear something that seemed like it was coming from the other end of the house. And that noise was Daniel's like, hmm, that's kind of a weird noise. So he kept walking through the hall and again, he was trying to be very quiet because he didn't want to wake up his parents. Ben, dude, if you're playing around, stop. Come out here. We're going to get in trouble. My mom and dad already told us that we can't be up late. But then he heard a sound again. It was well, Daniel started to get a little bit nervous and he noticed that the noises seemed to be coming from the direction of the kitchen. So he started walking over to the kitchen. Now, he didn't want to turn on any of the lights because he didn't want to wake up his parents. So he kept all the lights off. But he did, he did see some moonlight that was coming in through the kitchen window. So he just followed that light until he found himself in the kitchen. This time he could hear it a little bit louder. And there was something really weird when he walked into the kitchen, though. He was stepping barefoot on something that was really sticky and kind of slippery. He didn't know what it was at first. He thought, did we spill something when we were in the kitchen earlier? But he thought no mind of it, and he, he said again, Ben. Ben, are you in here? And he heard, Well, it's just about that time that another flash of lightning hit. 
And when it did, it illuminated the entire kitchen. And on the floor, he saw his friend, Ben, dead, with his throat completely ripped open. So immediately, Daniel started screaming for his mom and dad. He ran out into their bedroom and he said, Ben's dead, Ben's dead. The parents quickly shielded his eyes and took him away. They called the cops and the ambulances as they should. Well, after all was said and done, this is what the people reported on the news, was that that escaped convict did get out of the insane asylum, and he did somehow end up there at Daniel's house. He, he was able to jimmy open the kitchen window and climb in through the window where he caught Ben making himself a peanut butter sandwich. And that sound that Daniel heard, the gurgle, gurgle, was the peanut butter caught in Ben's throat, not letting him be able to breathe or make a noise and call out for his friend. That's it. Nice. Hope you, <laughs> hope you, en- hope you enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed it. That was a wow. All right. Well, signing off, that was your scary story, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.